Hello, and welcome to episode 93 of Flicks in a Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo, with me, forever and always, the man, the myth, the snake in my boot, Alessandro Bielsi. Say hello, Al. I want a car with a steering wheel that won't whiff off. On this week's <laughs> episode, Endgame returns, the early Far From Home reviews are in, what we're watching, and other assorted news and nuggets, all before diving into our flick of the week, Toy Story 4. But first, Al, what are we drinking? You got We're me. drinking sweet success. <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk about that later, guys. <laughs> um, we're drinking Ship Bottom Brewery Baconator Stout. It is a stout brewed with coffee, chocolates, maple syrup, chocolates, plural. Wow. Maple syrup. Uh, yeah, I was going to, I read that while you were upstairs and I was like, we're going to have to talk about this because this sounds like a box of chocolates was just dropped into the vat. Uh, I mean, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Sorry. Stout brewed with coffee, chocolates, plural, maple syrup, and bacon. It's one pint, of course. Which Actually. they so Our helpfully favorites. they so helpfully told us right after that is also sixteen fluid ounces. Um, Thank you. <laughs> it's nine point four percent alcohol by volume. This stout is brewed with bacon, maple syrup, coffee, chocolate, and oatmeal, giving it full flavor and great body. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> they didn't say oatmeal on the. Front I know. I don't like that they're like changing this up on me. Like, can we get the whole story? And it's, here? Cho- it's chocolate singular on the back. This is this is bullshit. Was was the one of the chocolates then changed and swapped out for an oatmeal? Is that what happened? <laughs> um, it's brewed with honor in Beach Haven, New Jersey. There is a skull and cross bacon <laughs> at the top of the can, and the skull is wearing sunglasses with a red dot similar to the Terminator. Yeah, I was gonna say, is that a Terminator eye? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a Terminator eye. This There's is so much going on. Most- insane can art that we have seen on this ep- on the show it's among it's this right ep- up there surely on this episode well, but really on this <laughs> um well the funny thing is it's somehow much more simplistic than a lot of the other things and yet still totally wildly more extra than anything else we've watched um as i was saying to anthony before we started here I grabbed the beer. I usually pick the beer unless Anthony beats me to the computer by a lot and or unless there's a particular one he wants to do. Um, Mm -hmm. And so this is a beer he gave me, but I picked it out first for tonight. He asked me, which beer are we doing? I said, ship bottom Baconator Stout. He goes, he starts wheeling away (laughs) from the computer to his mini fridge and says, can you show me the can? And I said, sure. And I grabbed the can and I put it in front of the camera. But it was only as I was putting it in front of the camera, and he's clearly looking at it, and also somehow not able to hear me, because I think he still had his headphones on. I said to him, it's probably the only can in your fridge with a pig riding a jet ski on it. <laughs> sure enough, you are correct. That pig has a mean underbite. That's one. Well, because it's uh, like a full that, like boar. That boar. Yeah, <laughs> a straight up boar. Those uh, are tusks. Is he wearing a kabuku necklace? What is going on there? Yes, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> He's wearing six shades. Riding a jet ski. With a babe on the back. He's the, got... It's a girl in the bikini riding on the back of the jet ski. A hoop earring. Oh, I didn't even notice that. That's amazing. And at first I thought that was a life jacket, but now I think it's just torn off sleeves on maybe a denim vest. Oh, that is 100% a denim vest. Yeah. With torn off. It was a denim jacket. It was a denim jacket that's now a denim vest. At some point. And uh, they are jet skiing in front of what looks to be the Wildwood Boardwalk. Oh my god, yeah. You know what? At first I thought that was just like (laughs) generic background. Maybe it was like on a lake with like trees. And as I'm looking closer, because I have it very dim in here. 
as I'm looking closer, I was like, no, that's some sort of structure. And as soon as you said yep. boardwalk, Ferris wheel. I was like, yep, that's a Ferris wheel above there. Ferris wheel on the right, and then uh, one of the piers on the left. Yeah. With the views and parks. This is out of control. This is 9.4%. What is... <laughs> no, there's nothing out of control about this. Do you see that power stance? This guy is in full control of that jet ski. He is. He is. He's leaning into that turn. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. It, She's having a good we time. We are in control. Scared. <laughs> don't, don't you worry. This is amazing. You know what's the best thing about this can is that the art's on it twice. Yeah, um, the exact same art on either side. Um, <laughs> is it though, or is this like one of those things where you have to find out what's different? Find six differences, <laughs> find seven differences, whatever it is. <laughs> uh, chocolates versus chocolate. Nice, That's nice. One. Get out the red marker so you can Oat circle meal. the things. Uh, what's going on with the the logo next to the barcode is the, the the outline of Jersey and then there's something else outlined around it. I'm 95% sure that that's Pennsylvania. Uh, okay, I didn't even register it as looking as a state. Yeah. It just looked like a weird box. I don't know why Pennsylvania and New Jersey are... Maybe they have two locations. Crisscrossed. Well, if they do, they only listed one on here. New Haven, not New yeah. Haven. Beach Haven, New Jersey. Maybe they distribute there. Could be. Could be. Could be. Although it says anyway. brewed and packaged by Ship Bottom Brewery in Beach Haven, New Jersey, which is kind right. of said twice because they said brewed with honor in Beach Haven, New Jersey. Yeah, that, that, I don't know, man. This is a. Uh, shall we give this one a taste? Yeah, it is. It is black as night too. It is. It is. You can. There is no seeing through this. No. Thing. Opaque. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Well, like I said, there's a lot going on on that can. There's a lot going on in this beer, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yep, the bacon's at the end. The bacon is at the very end, Al. You know, I can't Let believe, I can't believe I'm can't saying down. this, but the <laughs> bacon is subtle in this beer? <laughs> I can't believe you have to say that. That's fair. No, I can't believe that oh, I am man. saying it, because I just assumed after looking at that, oh, no, you know, it's less subtle now. I end. didn't get it on the first sip, and I tried to let no, it linger no. on my palate, and I still didn't get much of it. But the second time, then I really got it. This is weird. It was like a delay. You know what? The bacon was so delayed in the palate in this one, it was like the barbecue sauce. Oh, no. <laughs> the barbecue sauce. I don't need sauce. to say anything more. I just need to t- say hey. the barbecue sauce, and you know what I'm talking about. Uh, we were in Nashville this past week no matter what hot chicken you had it can't have been as hot as the barbecue sauce uh, so hang on so i didn't have the hottest because uh i've learned my lesson so when we were in Asheville, there was um we went to a hot chicken place you were in Asheville and and Nashville. (laughs) different times yeah two (laughs) it's a couple weeks apart uh and i got i we went to a hot chicken place it was hot chicken is amazing by the way uh and i ordered hot full i was i was prepared I love when there's a, you know, when you have like one of those places where you order at the counter and then you go sit down, I like to know exactly what I'm going to say and get the order out just perfect and then be on my way. Well, you know, smooth transaction. And I like was reciting it in my head and in my head I was going to order medium and I ordered hot. Nice. And uh, it wasn't immediate. I didn't realize it. And Kim was like, I can't believe you went with the hot. I was like, did I? <laughs> and then it came and I certainly went with the hot. Uh, and it was hot. It was. Uh, it got me immediately. Uh, it, like hiccups started right away. Uh, but it was good. The hiccups I, I started right away. <laughs> they did. They, they did. Now, at this place that we went to in Nashville, I was like, all right, focus this time. You're going to order medium. And it was, there was southern, mild, medium, hot and shut the clock up <laughs> fantastic <laughs> so uh our buddy clark got one tender in shut the clock up and i recorded this entire 
throw it down. He no, cut a piece off. It, it looked it looked too small. He cut another piece. Too much of the breading came off. So then he just picked it up, and he took a bite out of it. Now, picking it up was first immediate mistake. Uh, now it's on his hands. <laughs> as soon as he bit into it, he went, oh, no. Oh, no. It was not. There was no delay. And you, I... Like, I was we were afraid for him. Like, the, the reaction... He, he was having an involuntary physical reaction of shaking and sweating profusely. And then to the point where he was like... His knee was going crazy. And he was just grabbing every drink he could find on the table. Every drink. And he was drinking it, drinking it, drinking it. He goes to grab his fork, but the fork was still in the chicken. And he goes, I can't use this. And he tosses it aside. And then he sticks his finger in the ranch dressing. And he's shoveling ranch dressing into his mouth. And he uh, still... It's like... He's like, oh my god, it's getting worse. It's getting worse and worse. And the, the very end of the video, he turns his head to the side and he's still kind of freaking out and he slows down and a single tear <laughs> <laughs> rolls down his cheek. It was, it, it looked intense and I was, I had, I was not going to try it. You know what? This, you telling this story brings to mind a couple of things that we need to discuss. One, mm. Have you realized the subtle influence that John Mulaney has had on both of us telling stories recently? Uh, the cadence? Yes. 100%. Because um, I realized I was doing it as I was talking about showing you the can. I was like, and yeah. then I grabbed the can and realized that it was, I, felt, I felt the cadence of the, <laughs> and that's, you know, like a liar. <laughs> I had that thought. That and then you just did the thing. Blackout like, drunks and Steve Urkel can have. <laughs> did I do that? <laughs> And, like, it just came out with you, too, and you were like... And then he grabbed the fork and said, I can't use that! <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> That's exactly how he would have said it. <laughs> I have never jumped a fence that high before, and then I blacked out. <laughs> um, the other thing is, um, why didn't this video make it onto the Spinchoon Twitter account? Oh, that's a good point. I can, I can put it out there. It's very long. I don't care. Do, can it, does it matter? Not, can you post something that, that big? We'll, we'll find out. I will put it there. It's amazing. Because uh, oh, I, what's I, great I, about I it too? I spiced up the account a little bit with some Al's L's today. There was a you did that was amazing. <laughs> but what's what's great about the video is at one point Ash and I asked her about this afterwards. Like, why did you try it too? So Ashley <laughs> tries it, and she goes, "I was like, why did you, like after I was like, why did you try it too?" And she goes, "I didn't believe." <laughs> But she also, immediate reaction, she actually starts to drink the coleslaw. And it wasn't, like, liquid. Drink the coleslaw? <laughs> yeah. She grabbed the thing and she just tries to drink it. <laughs> yeah, you know, and thinking about this, I was telling the story about the barbecue sauce just recently to someone. And we've told mm. it on the show before. Uh, oh, yeah. I would point you to which episode, but I don't remember which. Um, but it brings to mind... Hot. If you ever had Too to... hot. <laughs> if you ever had to find a way to most efficiently get wasted... That's the mm. way to do it, because yeah. you couldn't have stopped me downing ice cold beers in that moment. No, no. It like, and I'm not good at immediately chugging. Immediately feels great. I'm not chugging and good at chugging, and I was slamming them down. We all were. I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. we all we had no immediately option. got wasted because we were. That was the only cold drink we had. It was, hor it was horrible, Al. It was horrible. <laughs> but you know what? The worst thing is, it tasted so good. It was really good. It was just too hot. <laughs> it was too. Hot. It reminds me oh of the, it reminds me of um was that a, a Tim and Eric or maybe it would it might have even predated Tim and Eric I don't remember it might have been on one of the Zach Galifianakis things because it was Zach Galifianakis with I think Tim and Eric the thing where they're doing the like the, they go in the hot tub and all of them are like 
do like dressed up like the girls like like the like the not perms but they had like the whole fucking like hairdo and everything and they're all this three of them they have martinis and Zach Galifianakis is walking out with the martinis and everything like that <laughs> and they go like hot tubbing and all this stuff and finally he just freaks out and he's, the hot tub's too hot the hot tub is too hot <laughs> <laughs> like, I hate it I always say it's too hot. And that so exact good. way is the way I think of that barbecue sauce. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's uh, spot on. It's spot on. Um, can, I don't even know how we got on the hot sauce and hot barbecue sauce tangent, but... I don't know, but let's get back to this beer briefly, because it, yeah. we didn't actually talk about the merits of the flavor of the beer, and there are no, many I'm, I'm glad that we took a minute, because I think right away I was hesitant. Now I'm like, it's actually pretty good. The only problem this beer has going for it is that the precursor to this beer was the China Buffet, <laughs> and it's just not, it's not a good night for my stomach. <laughs> Well, I apologize. I was not aware of the China Buffet That's prior okay. to you opening the beer. Had you told me before you opened the beer in your shower, um, I would <laughs> I would have picked a different one. Wire protection. <laughs> For you and your computer's protection. <laughs> um, yeah, but I definitely get the chocolates, uh, plural, in this. Um, I wouldn't have been able to pick the maple out if you didn't tell me it was in there. Because there are so many flavors going on. Yeah. Um, it, it does... It's almost the... It, it, I, I, like, taste the griddle after the bacon was made on it, not as much as taste the bacon. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, it, it tastes like that, like, that maple bacon residue that you get. Mm-hmm. Like, you know when you get, like, a whole mess of, like, pancakes and you throw maple syrup and bacon on it? And then, like, you're, like, sure. scooping the last bit of, like, syrup off the plate with the last bite of pancake? That's what yeah. it tastes like. I think this is a feeling we could all relate to. Oh, absolutely, and 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 it's a it's You've unequivocally it. a good thing too. Like, it's, there's no sure. way. I, well, not so much. I'm at the I'm at a stage in my life where it's a I'm a I'm a one pancake kind of guy. I they are heavy, man, and I don't know what it, like I I I used to I could put put them away. You know what I didn't realize I, I didn't appreciate until more recent years is there is a wild range for how light or heavy a pancake can be. <laughs> <laughs> that's that is fair. Are you okay? <laughs> that's that is absolutely fair. When I went to uh, uh, when we were in Aruba, we found this place called Diana's Pancake House. Nice. It was these Dutch pancakes, and they're basically crepes. It was just this giant. It was plate sized, super thin pancake, and they made both sweet and savory ones. The savory ones were amazing. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> they're just really, really, really thin pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna be honest though. I know that this this can get to be a very delicate topic with some people, um, but on the breakfast foods, on the breakfast breads, pancakes mm. for me are, are, without a doubt, my least favorite. And I like them, but oh, okay. I will take a waffle or French toast over it every day of the week. Huh. And with those two, it's kind of just whatever mood I'm in. I guess I would be more inclined to pick French toast because I maybe get it once a year. Do you like bananas? I They're fine. There is a place by me that does this incredible banana bread French toast that just makes my head explode. <laughs> See, I like a good banana bread, but I don't yeah. know that I would necessarily choose banana bread for French toast. I'm a fan I'm, of... I'm taking you to this place. I'm a fan of like cinnamon raisin-like bread yeah. with that is then made into French toast. No, like this is like legit good banana bread, thick cuts out of the loaf made into french toast i mean there are actually few things on that sort of like scale that can top banana bread freshly out where it's super like hot and moist where you cut it open oh, and it's steaming stop. but it has to have a couple not you don't want to overdo it but it has to have some chocolate chips in it 
Ooh, okay. I, I can get behind that. And I normally wouldn't think banana and and uh, chocolate together unless I'm at the banana stand. Um, <laughs> I also love I hope the, that translates. I also love the influence that Arrested Development has had in our lives, both yeah, I agree. Pers- like individually and in our relationship together. More on that when we get to our film of the week. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, but uh, yeah, again, we have gone on a wild tangent, food tangent, away from this beer. Um, but coming back wild around to it. Wild tangent's a good nickname for you. I like that. <laughs> wild tangent? Yeah, remind me. Yeah. Re- yeah, I'll remind you to remind yourself in a few weeks to use that. <laughs> We've had wild yeast. Why not have it's wild yeast? It's better tangent? than wild yeast. <laughs> well, it's certainly something I'd prefer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how many how many thumbs would you give this beer? Uh, this is gonna get a single thumb up. I feel like this is one though where you would want to have the availability of the half thumb. Uh, yeah, I, I could see that. So I could do three and a half. You went from one to three and a half that quick. Sorry. <laughs> well, I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to translate it. One and, one a, half and a half is what I was no, gonna. Go- <laughs> what a half a thumb? <laughs> I give this one nub. <laughs> Uh, one thumb from my strong hand. <laughs> <laughs> this beer is strong. Oh. Whoa! <laughs> it's really sticky. Are you having this effect? Uh, oh yeah, my um, lip is uh, sticking to the glass. No, um, so the hand that I cracked the tab with, I got mm-hmm. some beer vapor on that hand. Mm. And that hand, the fingers are sticking together a little bit, yeah. It's gotta be the maple syrup. It's gotta be. <laughs> Yeah, it, uh, it's definitely not the liquefied bacon. It's not it's even the bacon not that even they the, griddled so long. It's not even the ultra true. sweet, like syrupy beer, like wort that I had all over my myself from brewing beer today. Because I washed my hands forty seven times and also have showered since then. So it's definitely from the beer how, we cracked open. How familiar are you with Halo? Depends on the game. Every time you say wort. It reminds me of how the elites go. Work, 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 work. <laughs> <laughs> I thought my mind immediately went to Warthog because that was like you know the Jeep or whatever. Oh, I love the Warthog. I love the Warthog. Great vehicle. No, it's horrible. It's, it's wort. It's wort, like as in wort, like wort, wort, wort. liver worst, but without the s. Mm. Wort. Yeah, like wort. You're the wort. Thank you so. I'm so glad you left the ass off. <laughs> Shopping off the All right. Uh, shall we get into some news and nuggets? Please. All right. I'm gonna let's kick us off here with Endgame returning to theaters. How do you feel about this? You, you down for this? Um, how don't you tell me how you feel about this? Because we actually left a conversation talking yeah. about that, and I asked you a question. To, oh, did you? To which you never responded. So I. I'm now again asking you the question, guys. Why? What do you mean? Feel forced? <laughs> these these stories probably make me sound really bad. I am horrible at texting. Yes, you're very yes, bad you are. at it. I Although I feel like overall, you've gotten a little bit better in the last I'm tr- what, I, six I, months I'm, or so. I'm actively trying to be better at it. <laughs> the problem is, I I don't know what it, I think. I get bored. I'm not really sure what it is. I don't like to type on my phone. I guess I'll go away now. Or I don't. No, 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 no. I, yeah, I, like I don't. I don't like to type on the phone, and I also don't like to talk on the phone because I can't hear anything. So like, I'll type a little bit. Type a little bit. Honestly, we have the longest text conversations when I have my iPad with the keyboard, and I'm just clack clackety clacking away. Okay. That's that's usually when it lasts the longest. Uh, I said forced because 
at the level at which I am a fan of this, if you're re-releasing it with new material, I have no choice. Yeah, but but I I also feel like this mad. is exactly the type of thing that you would be down for, though. I am a hundred percent down for it. <laughs> I'm just a little. There's a little part of me that's like, what you're doing is not right. Because I would have viewed force. Still give you my money. I, I would have viewed force more like if they released them side by side. Mm. Or you know what I mean? Or like, what or if it's an alternate ending. What if they just lied to us the first? Well, that, time? or that sort of thing. Like, yeah, where it was an alternate ending, where like you feel compelled to have to see both of them along. Like this, you've had some time now. It's been what two mm-hmm. months since it came out. It's yeah. been exactly two months okay. since the last mm-hmm. since uh, the last one since it actually came out. Um, and ne- they've re-releasing this thing that you are now choosing to go back and engage with because 100%. you love it so much. It is absolutely a choice. Yeah, I don't view that in the same way as like a, an alternate ending thing would feel more forced to me. That's true. I guess the, the other thing that makes this better is I didn't find out until today that the DVD comes out. Oh, DVD, look at me. That's like almost like saying VHS these days. That the la- uh, the laser disc comes out. Yeah, uh... The Beta Max comes out August eighth, I think, or eighteenth, which is pretty soon. So I'm, I theoretically I could wait. I'm not going to. I think I'm not crazy. But uh, I, I'm going to go. I'm Wait, because that's the crazy response. Uh, I think we might go see it Sunday. Uh, the, if it's out. Is it out yet? I have no idea. Because uh, I'm probably um, not going to go see it. Uh, not for a lack of I'll desire let you know. let you so much as just I'll get to it when it comes out. I've seen the movie. I'm, I love it. I'm very curious what it is. Yeah. Uh, is it just a tie? I could also just go see another movie and just pop my head in at the end of a running of Endgame. That feels like the right way to do it. But uh, I'd be, I'm happy to watch it again. It's such a good movie. The uh, Do you think it's going to be like a Spider-Man tie-in or something completely different? Or what do you think it, What do you think is going on there? No, although I half read a tweet summary of a link to an article that said something about some mini, like some short with Tom Holland as Star, uh, as Star Wars, as Spider-Man. Is, uh, Tom Holland is Star Wars. <laughs> I don't even know how that those things came out of. It, you know the thing is, I usually have the TV on in the back behind you. Yeah. I'm not watching Star Wars. You said behind me. Yeah, that's really funny because I'm in my mind that is behind me in my room. It is. Not... I'm looking over you at the screen. <laughs> I get it. Um, I'm not even watching Star Wars. Where like that would have been able to. Like, yeah. What, right. Like, what would have happened? Like it doesn't even make Very sense. Weird. Um, uh, it's, uh, your your brain was like half caught up with you, and it's like, what are things he likes? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, like I, I don't even understand. I don't. I didn't catch on the thing whether it was releasing on the DVD. Look, you got me doing it now. Of Endgame, okay. or if it's coming out al- alongside of Spider Man when that video release happens. I missed that part of the equation, so. There is other Tom Holland Spider-Man content coming out outside of Spider-Man, which comes out in a week, and I think the premiere was tonight or last night. The premiere? Well, oh, it was. Well, I know advanced, there was an advanced screen. Yeah, the last the, night. the media premiere. <clears throat> yeah. So, and then July second is its release date, which is just wacky. Yeah. Uh, but I get it. July fourth is a Thursday. It's going to screw up the whole weekend. Well, July fourth is a big movie it. weekend, typically. Yeah, so you gotta get those extra days. So you can get those extra numbers. Uh, this one might backfire. Tuesdays in a lot of places is cheap ticket day. So, yeah, but, so but that, that sort of thing though, they probably would view it as like an exculpatory thing where 
it's considered like a Wednesday cash like thing. <laughs> Still counts. <laughs> yeah, where they're not going to sell like the, any other movie is that, but yeah. this movie is full price. Adjusted for deal day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I cannot wait. So that actually leads me into the second thing that I have listed here, which is the Far From Home early reviews. Uh, a buddy of mine, lucky enough to score tickets to an advanced screening, very happy with it. Oh, wow. So I'm... I've, I mean, and he's a he's a reliable source for me, so... I mean, I'm, I've seen almost unanimously excellent reviews, so... I cannot... I've been playing the goddamn Spider-Man game on PlayStation... And it is so good. I can't get over it. It's The story's amazing. It's so much fun. Ugh. I've heard that also has had almost unanimously good reviews. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It is to sling your way to the top of a building to fight a group of henchmen and just, just kick them off the building. It's just... It's so great. And then Brian actually warned me of this early on. He's like, am I killing these people? If you look afterwards, they're, they're all slinged up around the building with webs. Wow. It's great. Yeah, they, they paid that, that little bit of attention to detail, which I thought was nice. It's funny it's because uh, I'm pretty sure in the Spider-Man 2 game, which is the last one that I played, which was a revolutionary game at, at its yep. time, um, I'm pretty sure there was a move that you could do in which you would sling a, a guy, a henchman towards you, pick him up, swing him through the air while holding him, Mm-hmm. And then dive bomb and spin while holding the person. And you would land on that person's head. I'm quite sure that yeah, that was one of the yeah, moves. That, that would kill you. Yeah. And that game was 15 years ago. But I remember quite vividly that that was a thing you could do. Yeah. You're like, am I a villain? <laughs> <laughs> well, now. <laughs> yeah, but I also yeah. remember the, the joy of swinging. Also, you know, instead of when I got bored of the dive bomb move, you know, swing up to the top of a building while holding the guy and then just gently drop him off the building. Um he wouldn't no. land gently, but you would drop him gently. Spider-Man Two, the movie, the game is that the <laughs> first one where you <laughs> is that the first one where you can go on the street? Yes. Or were you able to do that? Yeah, okay. I I remember like the old Spider-Man game, like swinging through the rooftops and like just the yellow misty cloud that is below the building. <laughs> there was a lot of confusing things about that because in two, it was also the first time that when you were swinging, you had to have a purchase for the thing something to get because in the game yeah. before that when you were swinging you it was just swing going straight up into the oh yeah <laughs> because the whole it's game existed still great the whole game existed from the top of apartment buildings up because you couldn't get to the ground man i have such fond memories of playing those games and spider-man 2 the movie the game was the last game that i bought <laughs> at a mom and pop store like a mom and pop video game movie store oh okay it was called Click so- Click Here Software on New York Lane <laughs> in Staten Island, New York. The rip. <laughs> unintended irony of naming a business Click Here Software <laughs> and not having it be a digital storefront. <laughs> Missed it by. It's something. That much. It's something that. Such a pure, joyous uh, thing that could not exist in 2019. <laughs> yeah. Unironically, it could not that, exist. I loved that store. That was that store. It, it was there. Were, that was like a time where, like, that's where you got your games. Was at the store. You, you there was when I, it was, you would go to Best Buy. You would go to Toys R Us. Yeah. Like they would be available to you there. Uh, when those places were sold out, I could always rely on Click Here Software. It was five dollars more expensive, but they always had it, and I appreciate it. You pay a that. premium for availability. That's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. 
I've definitely, I've definitely done it a few times. Of course you were. You walked home with a game that day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a great day. Great day. I beat that game, I'm pretty sure, in like two nights. <laughs> I Which was one? Addicted. Spider-Man 1 or 2? Two? 2. I could, played Did you do that in two nights? I, I remember it being a, a fairly lot. long game for its time. It's a very long game. It's a game that I played all night. <laughs> then slept. Then played a little bit more. And then it was over. And then I continued to play it, obviously. Well, it did, back it, when I it, got the most out of my game. It did have a halfway decent endgame for its time. Mm. Or what are they calling Jeez. it now? Elder game, right? No. Yeah, no, that's that a thing. thing that... Really? Absolutely. I've never heard that before in my life. Uh, that's what Bioware was calling all the stuff with Anthem. Uh, Elder game content. I'm going to choose not to accept that. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Let's let's go with one of your, <laughs> your news and nuggets. <laughs> Uh, let's go with the news. There is something in this beer. <laughs> let's go with the news of the week. No, you know what it is? It, we always have our best episodes after. You would think we'd be more rusty after a hiatus? Yeah. No, because we're so like supercharged with I, we didn't yeah. get to do this last week. And for us, it's it's been two whole weeks, I guess, right? I'm an idea man. I don't know. Thrive of enthusiasm. You can't deal with your, neg- your goddamn negativity. <laughs> I can't take it. <laughs> um... Uh, I don't have much in the way of news. I do have no- okay. I have notes and nuggets though. Um, so this the, the <laughs> what? <laughs> li- Give me. Like I said, we're the best uh, after our hiatus. 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 Hi- um, the thing that comes closest to news. And the other thing is kind of newsy, slightly old news that's become now. Uh, this one though. One of the newsies. <laughs> it's the news of the week of the month of 2019. Let's talk about. I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. Oh God. Let's. <laughs> so, for those of you who haven't heard about this absolutely fucking juggernaut of a phenomenon on the internet right now, it's like what is this? What is happening? It's a ne- newish Netflix show. It's Tim Robinson, who I think who used to. I only found out today. He used to work for SNL. He's got a show on Comedy Central called Detroiters. Um, they ha- they've done two seasons, I think. It's super weird. It's so weird. It's funny. Um, but I want to start it off with a funny thing where I was seeing some people make references to the bones being their money online. And I was like, I have no idea. I saw it and I was like, that makes no sense to me. Uh, and then I saw it again and again. I was like, okay, so this is a thing, but I have no idea where it's from. And then I was at Anthony's house and he says, I need you to watch this show with me on Netflix. It's so bad. Well, no, some of it's a little bit funny, but it's mostly so bad. I said, okay. And he says, it's called I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. He puts it on. I was like, oh, you know, I saw that, that was coming out on, on Netflix. I've watched his show, Detroiters. It's funny. I haven't had a chance to check it out yet. And he starts playing the show for me. And then I want you to take it over from here, Anthony. Okay, so this, this show is, is absurd. This show is something that I've re-watched probably... I don't know, maybe three or four times now, and it's because I keep showing it to people. Because I'm studying them. I'm basically conducting a scientific experiment. My hypothesis is that it's not as good as it seems. I am wrong. Yeah, so far, I, the scientific evidence is pointing directly I, to the I opposite of it, your thesis. In that, the first time that I watched it, I was like, this is 5% funny and 95% hot garbage. And you're getting the closer second, and closer to those things slipping yeah, around. Yeah, right now, we're at about 40% funny, 60% hot garbage. And that's a... A pretty good spot to be considering what they're doing in the show. The sketch comedy of it is just absurd. Like it's every it is 
the 60% that I can't really get behind is the stuff that is so cringy that I, I can't bear to watch it. But the rest of it's really funny. And they occasionally, I think what, one of the things that I, I hate when a joke is taken a little too far and it just no longer becomes funny. And they do that a lot. That's like one of their, well, they, their shticks. They're like hiking. It's almost like somebody pretending, like trying to sing and make up a song and it's not rhyming. Well, that's that, what they literally the do that on the show. They do. Yeah, that is, they do that exact thing. <laughs> That's I didn't even didn't that didn't even dawn on me, <laughs> but yes, they do that exact thing. Uh, that, can I point you to exhibit? Can I point you to exhibit the bones are their money? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the one that you actually I really enjoy. Uh, it's so bizarre, and but there are a handful of them that are just they take these situations that you've had, some situations that you've had, not all of them. <laughs> they take these situations that you've had, and they just they they just twist it and make it so awkward. The the most real one that I saw was the interview where he pulls the door and it doesn't open because it's a push. And then and the guy says, it's a push. It's a push. And he goes, no, I was here yesterday. It goes both ways. And he pulls the door and continues to pull the door until he breaks the molding and the hinges with such absurd force that he's just drooling all over himself. And then he walks, and then he goes, see? <laughs> and smiles manically and, smiles and walks it. out. <laughs> yeah, horrible. It's just, it's so awkward. And I think the reason why this was so funny to me, my buddy Jay, you know Jay. I do. Jay a- after we're done with the show, you and I need to talk about Jay. I won't tarnish the show. That's that's fine. After You already know uh, what I want to talk to. I, I know where you're going. So w- when he was interviewing for one of his jobs, uh, it was like a, I think it was like the... I think it was a city job with a building department. Anyway, it's a it's a glass room, like a, a glass conference room, and he was there was already everybody was in the room. They escorted him to the room, and he was going in. He goes to grab the door. He pulls it. Doesn't open. Rather than pushing it, pulls it one more time, <laughs> and he then pushes it, and everybody's staring at him, and he goes. The building laws state that these doors need to open in the way of the egress, and that is the other one. And they ate it up. <laughs> Which I think is fantastic. But uh, that's that's what that, that skit, that's what it reminded me of. And uh, it, it is definitely a thing. You've, everybody has pushed a pull door or vice versa. Everybody's done And it. everyone, well, everyone's done it a bunch of times. I literally did it yesterday. Um, but also, everyone occasionally... Has doubled down. Oh, absolutely. Not as often, absolutely. but every once in a while, you're like, no, no, I didn't, I didn't really give my all, and then you, pull right. it, you and then you pull it again. Right. And it's like uh, oh, strong door. Oh, so I'm the asshole, <laughs> right? And then when you do it, what, what is that? What is that dumb thing when you do it and it doesn't work? You, you're a human being. You have incredible reasoning skills. Why is push? After you've pulled unsuccessfully, not the immediate thing that pops into your head. Because there is there is at least a two second. There's a two beat after you pull where you go. I don't understand. It's a combination <laughs> of things. One, sometimes I don't know about you, but for me, I mean, generally this can come off slightly douchey. I am I am fairly well fit and muscular. I am stronger than your average person probably. I feel you're, confident you're in saying you are a tank. Um. <laughs> I don't often stop and clasp the handle of the door and then pull in a concerted fashion. 
I just don't have to do that. I usually, as like without breaking stride, just kind of grab it with my fingertips and pull the door open. Sure. So if it's a push, it leaves me a little bit off balance sometimes. So you're Fair like, enough. oh, you do that wobble, like, oh, well, I'm uh, an idiot because I thought though. this door was going to counterweight me. You know, I'm going to defend you on this one, though. Why is there ever a pull handle on a push door? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you know that. Get out of here with that trash. You know exactly what I'm talking about, right? That wobble where you go to pull the door exactly, and your yeah. hand slides off because it's like, yeah. oh. Um, there's that. That feeling for a point zero five seconds, it feels like you're falling off the earth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking Even about. Even though all that's really happening is that your estimation of by all the people around you is falling, that's the only thing that's falling. Yeah. Oh, he can't figure out the push door. Um, <laughs> but you know what it really comes down to? is It's the one of the Poor very few guy. things in life that all of us feel like we can just control. Mm. Like, not everyone is a megalomaniac, but everyone likes to have the certain little things. They don't necessarily sure. need to exert power over the people around them. Plenty of people do need that, too. Um, but it's the one thing that you can control, you feel like you can control in your life, and it's not going to hurt anyone. And then when the door doesn't do what you want to do, you get really irrationally mad because you're an inanimate object door. Just open up. <laughs> do my better. No, it's uh, honestly... And then the door whoever, shows you up. If you put a handle on a door that that is re- designed for pulling and it's a push door, you're a sociopath. <laughs> like that's not that there's no two ways about it you're also the same type of you're that you know you know what else you probably do you probably go in the elevator and don't turn around how awkward would that be? <laughs> like that that, <laughs> that would that not be the most uncomfortable thing yes because i've literally never even considered that that's a thing that could happen in this world until you, you just said it right now you have not spent enough time in the city <laughs> i mean i spent enough but yeah no i've never seen that one um Jesus Christ, man. Uh, hey, that, know, well, that shook I, I'm gonna me. Con- that shook me. I'm going to continue. We're 45 minutes in. I'm going to continue on this tangent. Uh, there was one time where I was working in the city, and we were on the fifth floor of a building in Midtown, and we had a crazy deadline. Me and the uh, VP of Engineering stayed late, and we were trying to finish it up. Just the two of us. The elevator. It, it's like 9.30 at night. It's dark. Ding. The elevator door is open. It's a pause. We don't see anybody. This woman walks out with a big handbag, and she's in a raincoat. It's not raining. <laughs> and she's in a raincoat. She comes out, and she looks at us, and <laughs> my boss at the time goes, can I help you? And she goes, actually, I was looking just for you. <laughs> the look of fear on his face. This, this is all, how the all, second act of horror, horror movies All starts. it was is she didn't know where in the building a certain floor was. And she was actually going somewhere. Okay. But it was the most uncomfortable, I think, that I've ever felt. <laughs> that thing you described is how the second act of a horror movie goes. Well, she sounded like a ghost. I wasn't convinced that she was not. It, the, the look, he was just, it was pure panic across his face and he's like you know what the project can wait and we left after that <laughs> all I got from this story is that I need to get rich enough to buy a lot of property in like a city and then install handles on doors that push oh sick <laughs> bastard <laughs> um, but anyway getting back to, getting back to the show with Tim Robbins <laughs> I think yeah. you should leave <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, uh, the there's two main things. The bones, the their bones are their money, and the the one with and, and honestly, the everyone seems to go to the 
the whole what I said from the beginning of the episode a car where the steering wheel doesn't whiff off out the window. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, but that's not the best line. The best line is you have no car ideas. Yeah. And that was actually yeah. the first joke that I had seen on the line on the line. Um and <laughs> it was <laughs> it was making fun of <laughs> call it exchangeagram Instagram. <laughs> um someone was making fun of one of the many BS ideas that Elon Musk has and just saying it was just Elon Musk has no good car ideas. It was like, oh, that's funny. Not having any idea that I was going to see that a couple of weeks later on on a sketch late at night. When when were we watching? Oh, it was after the concert. After the Coheed concert. Yes, after the Coheed concert. It was like, I remember being tired and watching this thing. I was like, oh, this is funny. And that it's the last line. It's like the last actual line of that sketch, right? I think so. Or the last like like real like joke in the sketch. You have no good car ideas. So um, ridiculous. That old guy has become a fucking internet star in the last month. It's it's absurd. Uh, it, I'm not saying don't watch it. I think you should watch it. You should probably get in on this and understand. I, I'm not saying you're going to like it. I don't. It's not for everyone, clearly, because it's not fully for me. It is growing on me, though. I think you should watch I, I think you should leave. I, yeah, exactly. Uh, but, but so this has turned into a thing where since since that moment where Anthony's like, "Oh man, I can't. This show's ridiculous. You have to watch it. Like it's so bad." And I like, I could see he was watching, waiting for me to be like, "Oh yeah, this does suck." And I was like, just sitting there laughing. I was like, "Oh, this is pretty funny." And, and then I started laughing. It was yeah. I could see the confusion give way it to turned on me. maybe I should just laugh. And so now it's turned to every time I see a reference to it online, I start <laughs> screenshotting and sending it to Anthony. Including this it's week, horrible. this week since it's the end of June, um, the Ringer has been doing like their six month like wrap up of everything, like internet, TV, movie, you know, kind mm-hmm. of like the culture or whatever um, of 2019 so far. And there was at least six different references and like <laughs> like reviews and evaluations of something from that show. And I screenshotted every single paragraph and sent it to <laughs> the another one of them. I fu- favorites was the uh when the girls are at brunch and they're taking instagram they take a picture of themselves and they they're all posting it to instagram and they're like oh with the with like the catty comments having brunch with these two dummies or like these two stupid heads and then the other one just goes like dark way too yeah, way fast. <laughs> and it's like ha- having <laughs> having brunch with these two fat fucks right now <laughs> right right why would you say that <laughs> and then uh, she keeps trying and then in one of them my favorite one and she says, like, Bay caught me sleeping. And she goes, your eyes are open. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so, it's absurd. It's an absurd show. The opening one is one of the strongest ones. They definitely started off on a good note. The, hot, the dog hot dog car? one, yeah. The hot dog car is fantastic. That was, that's what got me to watch the rest of the episode. Guys, it could literally be any one of us. You're the only one dressed like a hot dog. Well, what about that guy? <laughs> ah, shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, <laughs> such a weird show. Uh, okay, moving on. Uh, this actually falls nicely into what we are just talking about. What we're watching. I'm bringing that back. Oh, good, because I my other two notes are what we're watching and what I'm going to be watching. Cool. What are you watching? Uh, I am very nearly. I was hoping I would be done by the time we could record today, but I was too busy the last few days. I have two episodes left of The Leftovers. And oh, how, how's that? That show has turned because I was talking to you after watching maybe five or six episodes. Mm-hmm. So I've now watched, I guess, that makes it 25 episodes? I think it was 27 total. Um, I am definitely glad I stuck with them. I, mean, I told you I was going to, uh, okay. and I told yeah. you that it was frustrating me a little bit. 
they definitely ironed out some of the kinks. Um, even in the short run of not even three whole ten episode seasons, because um, I think it's ten, ten, and seven. Um, the they those little things they they figured out how to do the mystery right. Because I told you that that was one of the things that was frustrating me, where they were setting up mysterious things and then like actively holding them back from you, not teasing you with them, just being like, oh, this thing's gonna be mysterious, and then not mentioning it for three episodes right. or something like that. Mm-hmm. They got so much better at organically doing that, and some of it is by doing wild shifts in the narrative structure of the show itself. Um, and even some of that was frustrating to me until I saw how it played out. Um, for instance, the second season, the first episode, the uh, sorry, at the end of the first season, they end with almost a cliffhanger and then kind of give you like a very brief jump forward of like okay, there's going to be new things going on, whatever, not a big deal. Like, not a super, like, dramatic cliffhanger at the end. Um, The next episode, the first episode of the second season starts with literally a flashback to caveman times for, for like, ten minutes. And I was like, wow, that's annoying. (laughs) Just just as you were, like, really ironing out the kinks, even in the second half of the first season, you can see the progress being made. Yeah. Um... (laughs) Why? Uh, yeah, well, that was exactly what it, but like, it, after, well, at first it was it was almost like a long form version of like the Family Guy joke we always talk about, right? Where it goes on so long yeah, yeah. that it's frustrating, and then Absolutely. it comes back around and becomes funny again. Which, mm-hmm. to a certain extent, is how that I think you should leave thing goes. Yeah, uh, that's well. Sometimes I feel like they go long enough to make it to get to the annoying stage, and a lot of times they don't bring it back around. Well, or the thing is that's even longer form because the Family Guy joke when it goes to its longest form is only about four minutes long. And some of those mm. sketches were longer than that. That's, that's true. Uh, so the whole thing is the joke rather than it just being a oh portion God, of the stupid thing. Stupid one with the YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're moving on to leftovers. Uh, so yeah. So like I got to, I was like, okay, this is weird. Why are they doing this? Yeah. And then it was like, okay, this is frustrating. And then it's like, okay, this has gone on long enough that we're past the frustrating point. They're doing this for a reason. Let me just get on board with it because I have no other choice. <laughs> and then it pays right. off, but not really, um, except to set up a visual, not a visual gag, but like kind of visual language of a fast forward to, okay, we're in present day in the same exact area. So then they proceeded to have the whole premiere with an entirely new cast. Mm. The main characters from the whole first season are not at all in the first episode. So just Very strange. Entirely new cast of people. That's kind of wild. Okay. For a whole hour long episode. In, like, it's still clearly in the same universe. Uh, instead right, of taking right, right. place in New York, it's now play, taking place in a town in Texas. The whole thing is that I, I told you the, the gist of The Leftovers is everyone. And for those of you who don't know, this isn't a spoiler. Literally the first sequence of the show. I think it's like 150 million people around the world just disappear simultaneously with zero trace as to where they went. Bye. This is the only town, at least in the U.S., if not in the world, that had zero departures. Weird. So everyone uh, treating it like a religious pilgrimage place now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and like the people who are there feel like they're safe because they were kind of like blessed or whatever. And it's not. So the whole first episode is in this town. And it's this whole new cast of characters. Blah, blah, blah. Literally the last 90 seconds of the episode. <laughs> the way you just said literally was so Parks and Rec. <laughs> oh, literally? Uh, literally? <laughs> L- literally the last 90 seconds of the episode. Like four of the five main characters from the first season show up in the 
last 90 seconds of the episode. I was like, ah, that's cool. Son of a bitch. And then the whole second episode is a flashback to everything in the last six months that led them to that point. And then the episode dovetails. Uh, okay. And then progresses like another like... What network is this on? 10 minutes. It was on HBO. Oh. Okay. So that's the thing is there's like... There's a main cast of characters. Like... Yeah, yeah. There's like five or six of them. I'll call it five and a half of them. Um... I'm sorry. I've had questions about that. Well, <laughs> okay, so there... <laughs> I might have even done the math wrong too, which is the best part. Uh, <laughs> there's uh, Justin Thoreau, um, who plays Kevin. There's Carrie Coon, who plays Nora. Uh, there's Kevin's daughter, Jill. There's Kevin's ex-wife, or she becomes his ex-wife during the first season. Complicated, not worth going into. Lori, who's four. Um, <laughs> there's And then there's his... <laughs> His ex-wife is four years old? No, no. That's the fourth character. <laughs> um, and then there's... So it was four and a half. It should have been four and a half. There's his... There's Laurie's son, who was his adopted son, who is the half. Because there's like three or four episode stretches where he just isn't on the show. And then... It's so funny when they do that. It's like TV. a full main character when he is on the show. That's why I'm saying it's like four and a half. It's, it's yeah, weird. But then, and then there's like, a, there's like a, a tight group of like secondary characters who are like who are very important to the show. But then like they'll be running the show and they'll do... A, like there'll be three episodes where like the whole story is going, and then there's just a full episode devoted to a secondary character, and it's like what? <laughs> like literally the whole episode. That's a little. That's a little Walking Dead. Kind of, except better. Um, so it's gotten to the point where it's so bad shit. I still couldn't except tell you what. I still. I still can't tell you what the actual show was about. And there's only two mm-hmm. episodes left in the show. And by the way, this show had its Jesus. own. This show had its own finale. Like like this wasn't like a show that was canceled. Like, it has a finale. Wow. Like, I think That's I know what it's about, kind of, but I'm sure I'm, I'm only, like, in the... You're saying you're not done, though. You're almost done? I have two episodes left. Two episodes. Okay, so maybe you'll know what it's about. I'm two hoping episodes. so, yeah. Maybe you'll <laughs> tell me if it's totally worth it or not. It, it's worth it. You, I think you and Kim should definitely experience it. It seems like the the uh, there's a slight hesitation. I understand what you're saying. But it sounds like it's it's it'll be low on the list of things that we need to watch. Yeah, I wouldn't rush to see it, but I don't think you'll regret having watched it. Uh, it's not lovesick. It's not like you told me about it and then tomorrow I'll be done with it. Well, just the like the hook. God, that was a good show. Yeah, yeah. No, just the hook should get you. Of these people have disappeared, and now you have to figure out how everyone's nearby. <laughs> All these people disappear, and you have to figure out how everyone picks up the pieces and what mm-hmm. the bigger mystery is, um, and. You're left through a lot of the show wondering whether or not supernatural things exist because there's a lot of things referred to, a lot of things considered that could be supernatural. Um, it is the rare show where the wilder things get, the more you need to take them at face value despite your inner core wanting to rebel against it. Okay. Which is, I found to be a really intriguing experience. Um I definitely have not re- regretted my time watching it. And like I said, it's not even three whole seasons of a show. So Sure. It's something I think the two of you would like because the performances are excellent. Like That, that does get me. Yes. Like, the writing at times from a plot and narrative perspective, it was, it's a little rough in the first season. And it really found... Starting in the second half of the first season... And then going on through the rest of the show, they really iron it out very quickly. I'd be curious to find out when you're done with it if it seems like they had they had it all worked out from the beginning and the execution makes more sense in the end. I think big picture, yes. 
There are different definite seams that I can see where they're like, mm, this storyline isn't going how we want. Go away. Um, yeah. And also, we're just going to relocate the entire show to Texas with and cast off our entire secondary cast and just redo it with a new secondary cast. Because then in the third season, they've now held on to the whole secondary cast. Mm. Or most of it. I won't get into why some of them aren't there, but it feels less like they were written off and more like they no longer need to be part of the show. Yeah, I, the, the, what, it's, what I'm getting at is it almost seems like, it, it seems like the writing is not necessarily bad, so by the end, if it all ties up really nicely, it might, it might make the rest of it better. In which case, if you were to think about something like Memento, if Memento is broken up as a series, I think within the second season, you'd be like, this show is trash. And then by the time it comes around, you'd be like, Oh, genius. So, so I'm curious if it's one of those types of things. So the character writing is strong from start to finish. Okay. Uh, it's in some of the specific plot, especially in the first season, and especially, especially in the first half of the first season, that I have issues with it. Not with the plot itself, but how they choose to convey it to you. Okay. It's just a little rough. And that was what I was like struggling with. And then when they finally smoothed out the edges, it was totally fine. Um, From a narrative perspective, that kind of dovetailed with the whole plot part of it. But then once I saw the... They pulled back into the bigger picture. I could see how the narrative arcs are consistent. Again, Mm -hmm. it was just the way that they chose to convey some of it. Because they still do that thing where they'll have a couple of episodes where the whole story is getting driven forward. And then there'll just be an episode on a character. And it all ties into what's going on with the bigger picture stuff. It's just so weird for it to be so big picture all the time and then get super granular all of a sudden. Right. Especially not on one of the main, main characters. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to have you check in when you're finished with it to see if it's worth my time. I think I can feel pretty confidently already saying to you it'll be worth your guys' time. Just if there's things you're super excited to watch, watch those things first. But I would definitely tell you to make time to get to this at some point all right so what that's what you were watching well you said there was something you wanted but you were watching so let's get to your so okay so what i'm watching uh you know that i've been watching the office i've been working my way through i had forgotten that but yes i'm i think we're about halfway at this point no we're we're more than halfway uh it's better hurry up they're pulling it it off netflix yeah it'll be done before 2021 (laughs) it's it's good it's it's very funny it's a lot better than i had originally thought uh it's not it's by no means my favorite show the office is white rice there i said it it it's, that's that's fine it's <laughs> there are someone there are, somewhere is screaming in pain <laughs> there are aspects of the show that are very very funny there are characters on the show that are fantastically written and the i think what it has going most for it is the dedication to the characters that they've created and how well the actors stick to the role like you like you want someone to do something so badly but it's out of character and they won't do it because of that i i i can respect that but it is and it is some of the comedy is just it is i i you know i'm i'm laughing out loud a lot it's just not at the caliber of a show that i like it it's it's nowhere close to friends for me, and that's how that's how I would rate something like this that had this much of a cultural following. It's funny because I think Friends is so overrated too. 
That's and that's and that's fine. I think it's just a matter of perspective. Well, friends that, is the number one for me. The other thing that I struggle with with friends, and I I don't know if I've said it on the show before. I probably have. I know I've said it to you though. Is I struggle sometimes with the with that sort of network sitcom where they deliver the line and then like do like a body motion and then like the sure. audience laugh plays. Mm-hmm. It's just so immersion breaking for me. That's that's fine today. That's well. The funny, the funny the thing is, then. well, the thing is, uh, that's true, um, and I feel that jerk a little bit at times while watching Seinfeld. But I experienced it better with Seinfeld. I think it's just because it was better written, mostly. Ooh. Seinfeld is a better written show. Yeah, uh, Friends has an entirely likable cast. Sure. Well, you're not supposed to like anyone in Seinfeld. <laughs> right? They're they're awful. People. They're intentionally uh, unlikable. <laughs> It's I the thing is so anyway so friends is friends is always going to be my number one I love friends I'm a I, I I'm a hardcore friends fan uh, and Brian of the spin tune fan also super big on to, into friends we would watch it for hours on end uh, at our twelve hour shifts at the pizzeria Ugh. it was it was so good and I I mean we can quote it all day long but anyway I've always so. The, the Office is not is not close to that, and this is t- tying nicely into the other thing that I'm watching, and here's the reason why. While The Office, I think, is very funny, it, it won't be in my top five, or it probably won't be in my top ten. Uh, Parks and Recreation is, in my opinion, like, miles ahead. I know, it's, it's funny because it drives people crazy who are Office fans, because yeah, Parks and Rec started by aping that to a certain extent. I mean, what's his name? Mike Schur... Started working on The Office and then was on Parks and Rec, like created mm-hmm. Parks and Rec. Um, so there's very obvious what the like the oh yeah the tie into that is. There's a correlation. Um, <laughs> and like people get infuriated by if you say I, I don't even think it's a question that Parks and Rec is better. Yeah, uh, and and you know I get it though. I understand. I see the humor that's going on in The Office, and I understand why people would like it. And I and I, it's some of those people not who get necessarily for me. Some of those people who get infuriated love both shows. Yeah, which uh, I think and, and, I think is funny. Yeah, I, I again, not I'm not saying it's I actually am enjoying it and I'm excited to finish it. I I've been having a great time with it. And here's and here's where the third the other show that I'm about to mention comes in. So all these shows are great. They're fun to watch. Friends is my number 1 and will always be my number 1. I don't think anything will ever beat it. Uh when you talk about relationships in these sitcoms that are just break out, right? There's Ross and Rachel is I, I, always going to be my number 1. Uh I, I get the I get it with Jim and Pam. I've t- I'm totally bought into it. Like I love the two of them, and I love the two of them together. It's so awesome. But then we started to watch Shit's Creek. I really a, want to watch a show. I never got to it. Oh my! Above Jim and Pam, David and Patrick. It's Ross and Rachel, David and Patrick, Jim and Pam. I'm saying it right now. Shit's Creek is amazing. It's so funny. I remember it's so when well it, written. I remember when it came out, I saw a commercial. Is it on IFC, I think? It's on CBC. Oh, wait, CBC. It's Canadian. I was going to say, isn't that the Canadian channel? Yes. It's also, you can see it on Pop. Yeah, but on the in the US, I think it's broadcast on IFC. Which it's is broadcast on Pop. I don't, that's, isn't that a web? Uh, there's a channel. That's the channel. Oh, they also have a web channel. So I don't know. Well, that's if what I'm saying. I thought that was a web channel. Anyway, it's it's like presented by. Okay, well, 
I remember seeing like the trailer for it when it was first coming out, and I was like, oh, this looks like my kind of sense of humor, and I oh loved the cast. I don't even remember. I, did, I remember Eugene Levy's in it, but other than that, I can't. And remember. his son, him and his son, write it together. Oh, I didn't realize they're both, they're both in it. I didn't realize his son was one, but I, there's a couple and of other people. That, <laughs> there's a couple of other people that I recognized in the cast. I can't think of any of them off the top of my head now, but I remember like, oh, I want to watch that, and I didn't get to it. The mom then, from Home Alone is also in it. What's that? The mom from Home Alone is also okay. Yeah, I, was, I know. I definitely recognized <laughs> other people in the cast when I was watching the trailer, and I just never got to it. And now it's one of those things where it's like, oh, one of these days I have to remember to find it on some streaming site and watch it because, yeah, it looked like it's on Netflix. My thing. Yeah, I, then I'm gonna have to get to it one of these days. Honestly, it, you will cruise through it. It's so addicting. It looks so good, and I've heard good things. Great. I, I we are laugh out loud. Like it's constantly kim's kim's watched it and she was like you're gonna like this and we've been watching it again like she's been watching it again with me and we're, we're all caught up and we're just waiting for the final season is it ended it is ending they just finished filming the last episode okay uh it, and it's i mean oh my god it's so funny the situations the you know what's funny they, they there's these characters that they're 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 pretty terrible to start off with like terrible as far as people go. Like they're these like, you know, they're, they're wildly wealthy. They're out of touch with humanity, and just watching them grow in a comedy setting throughout the seasons is just this. It's just an incredible journey for all of them. It's so much fun, and the situations that they're in because they're so outlandish are hysterical. And it the mayor rolling shit is just so. Wait, what? <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> Uh, just watch it, and we'll we'll do a recap once you uh, once you're all caught up. Uh, I'll probably get that soon then, because I the, re- the whole reason I picked the leftovers when I did was because I had just gotten from watching back to back The Sopranos and Mad Men, mm-hmm. and both those shows are fairly long, and I needed something shorter. And now I think I even I'm almost even regretting that it's already almost over, because um, it's only been a few weeks that I've been really watching it, um, and. I was trying to decide what... It's funny how these things pop up for me. Because I, I always have this list that I don't keep formally written down, but I kind of generally yeah. keep it in my head of, oh, I'm going to get to that eventually and this eventually. And then eventually one of these things gets pushed up the queue or added to the queue, and I want to watch it for the moment because I just get this gravitating feeling towards... Yep. And what that was for me this week is I started seeing like comments about it online, but not getting why all of a sudden I was seeing a bunch of them. I was like... I don't know what the rev- like the relevance would be because this is something that's older, um, and it's like I don't want to say obscure because it's definitely not. It is famous in its own right, but it's not necessarily super mainstream. Um, but I guess I finally saw on the Ringer someone saying, "Oh, it's on Netflix, and this is the first time it's officially been available on like a dedicated place for you to go see it." Um, have you heard of Neon Genesis Evangelion? Yes. That's on Netflix now. It's like one of the most acclaimed like manga slash anime, however you... I always forget what the specific definitions of those are. I'm just going to use them interchangeably, even though that will probably offend someone. I'm, I'm telling you now, I'm using them. Use, use anime. <laughs> anime. Uh, it's like the most, or one of the most acclaimed animes of all time. Um, and it was like really popular when it came out, but it had whatever its run was. Um, and then it like wasn't available anywhere. So like... If you had it, and I'm like maybe you could have bought it on DVD or whatever, and whatever its first run of that was like, but it wasn't something that was continually made. If you watched it or if you had it, then you became a huge fan of it, 
and then no one else could have seen it because like you would have to like find like someone like ripping it and putting it on YouTube or right. something like that. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. It is now for the first time since it aired like literally twenty years ago, um, officially on a streaming platform to watch, and I'm gonna probably watch that starting this weekend after I'm done. That's cool. With the leftovers. I'd be curious how you, I. I I've never been able to really get into one. Those things aren't typically my thing either, and they never really were. I mean, like, I loved yeah. Pokemon when I was a kid, you know what I mean? But, like, other than that, like... Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. Like, I don't want to say... It's not... It has nothing to do with it being animated. I, I understand that there are people that that are just not interested when something is animated. No, that's not the reason... That that's not the deciding factor for me at all. Um, yeah. It's just not something that would have ever drawn me to it. You know what I mean? Like, sure. if someone had it, said, oh, this is amazing, watch it, and I sat down and watched it, I would have given it like it's a fair shake, but sure. literally it was not an option, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'll, I'm curious to hear how you like it, and if you, if you're super into it, I'll, I'll give it a go. Yeah, I, I figured that was kind of the, t- the, the track you would have taken, unless yeah. you had already seen it for whatever reason. Um, no, no, it's, it's very possible that it'll be one of those things where I'm like, I'm not quite ready for bed, and I don't really want to look for something, and I put it on to see how it is. Well, it seems like but, the type of thing that like. I know, obviously, you try and pick as much of the stuff as you can watch with Kim, but it seems like the type of thing you would maybe like bookmark a, to prioritize be for be a you thing, like That's when fair. you get to it. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, let me know how let me know how that goes, and I'll uh, if I don't, if I don't see it before, then I'll uh, maybe I'll take a look. Uh, the other thing that I'm watching, you know, I'm a big fan of Dak Shepard. Spin the wheel is the game show that he's hosting. Wait, he's hosting a game show. I know he he's had hosting- that that network show. Did that show get canceled or did it air? I don't. It's it's on. We have we've been watching it like here and there. I remember I seeing a lot of promos be for it, bef- like Bless well before it came out, and then like remember hearing like oh it's premiering, and then yeah. I have not heard a word about it since then. It's it's called Bless This Mess. It's uh so far so it's so far so okay. It's mm-hmm. it's not. It's funny. I don't I don't love the lead, and it's her show. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, it's from her production company, Lake Bell. It's from her production company. I don't, I don't know if it's that I don't love her style or if it's I don't love the character that they've written. I'm not sure what it is. Okay. I love him. I think he's just him, <laughs> basically on the show is what it feels like to me. Uh, and a guy that normally drives me up a goddamn wall. Uh, can't remember his name, but he plays Jam Kind for Anchorman, and he's the oh David Ketchum. <laughs> he's always just this grotesque person usually shows. Yeah. and uh i don't know what it is for him I, waiting <laughs> he disgusts me but i find him hysterical has he he, he, he hasn't like, been on armchair has he i don't think so i haven't listened no. to that in a couple of months um but i was always very choosy with which episodes i like yeah all plaza was the last one that just aired and that was that was pretty good uh, i would check that one out i, I, um, I think she's interesting they, I listened to a few while we were on our road trip, and uh, they I enjoyed all of them. And now I can't remember who was on them. I want to say the last one I listened to was Will Forte, and that was like a bit ago. Oh, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is on one. That was great. Oh, yeah, I didn't realize. Yeah, that's definitely up your alley. You should listen to that one. Yeah, well, uh, the Veep finale was strong, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that was it was cool. I, I just like hearing about these people's backstories, like where they come from, what they've done, like some of their problems. It's it's there's like a certain honesty that they're like allowing to come through i know i i realize that they're also all actors and they could they could spin it however they want uh 
getting a little bit more nitty gritty is is kind of nice. They do seem fairly truthful on the show. It's fun. It's just fun. It's a fun listen. It's entertaining. Well, based on, I mean, like with the way that he is on the show talking about himself, mm-hmm. I don't know why you would agree to go on the show if you weren't planning on being a level way. of truth, right? Yeah, exactly. I love how open he is. Like, I just don't know why, like... If you didn't feel comfortable with it, or if he didn't feel comfortable that you were going to do it, I, it, I don't know why you would go on the show. You know what I mean? It comes through with some people. I feel like most people are open to it. It does come through with some. There's a hesitance, and uh, Aubrey Plaza was one of them. She was hesitant with certain things. Well, that's different than not being untruthful, though. Sure, sure. No, that's that's fair. Um, it was. I just love the show. It's so entertaining. Uh, it's just. It's a nice. It's a nice long show. Something you could like listen to in like multiple sittings. Like break it up if you want. Like you us. Break it up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, except we don't have ads to give you clear breakpoints. Maybe something that we should do. <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I do put that bookmark in there for when the movie starts, though. You know, when it's two hours in, I mean. Who am I kidding? <laughs> but the but spin the wheel is is just a it's a trivia game basically for the first three quarters of it. I think it's three quarters of it, and then it's just like a, a gambling game essentially. What? And it's, <laughs> it, it, I just I'm just watching it because of him. And okay. I do love, I love me some trivia. So it, it is, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's Dax Shepard and it's trivia. So I'm, I'm, I'm down. All right. Um, it's a quick watch, especially when you record it off of the air and strip the commercials. But uh, moving on, <laughs> what are you watching next? Um, no, Neon was that the, Genesis was okay. the thing I'm watching next. I'm cool. basically done for news. I didn't have any news. Nothing really caught my eye. I've been kind of busy the last few days, so I haven't been like, like scrolling for news to bring to it, but I don't Fair generally enough. try and like seek it out. I usually take it organically as I, I go. haven't. I haven't had much pop up that I was super interested in discussing. I do try to keep an eye on it. Like there was probably something that caught my eye two weeks ago, and it just didn't seem relevant to hold on to. Sure, that's fair. Uh, so before we get into the movie, yeah, I'm going to leave this up to you. It's your choice. Do you want short story time? Oh, I mean, listen, we're doing the thing. Let's we're, just we're, let's just go story okay. time. Now. So I have been trying... This is absurd. There are two things that I'm trying to get done to my house. Wait, what on, what on the show is not? <laughs> uh, I want to replace my fence. Replace the backyard. it? Yes. The fence is complete trash in oh, the backyard. Nice. I need to replace it. I want to replace the fence. I want to get the tree. The gigantic... There's two gigantic trees that are joined at the hip. <laughs> they have a giant iron bar between them. Anyway, there's two gigantic trees in my backyard. I want to get those pruned. I want to get the trees pruned away from the house a little bit. I want to get the fence replaced. These are the two projects that I would like to get done. Okay? Are, are, are you doing them or are you getting some? I've been trying to get... I've, it's going to end up being me, not the tree one. It's going to end up being me. Well, I was just saying, because I can't help you with the tree, but if you want me to come help you with the fence, yeah. I, uh, I am I, somewhat well, of an expert on these things. We're, we're getting to that point. Uh, so oh, are you getting I to the called... point where you get up the courage to ask me to come help? <laughs> no, no. I, I, it's the, the problem is that I've, I've now called upwards of six different people to give me estimates. I've gotten two. On the tree or the fence? The fence. Dude, I, I'll come help you. You and me no, can no, build just, the fence. Just estimates. I, I'm willing to pay for it. So yeah, that it's but you don't, you don't have to, man. I'm a fence I expert. Know. I, I, yeah, okay. Well, we're, gonna, we're probably going to end up going that route because uh, me- multiple have just not gotten back to me. Uh, yeah, one, one, the estimate was, was way too high. The other one, 
I almost want to give him the business because of how charming he was, but it, he was just too out of his mind. And here's the way the story comes in. He comes in to give me an estimate for the fence, and he's uh, he's looking at. So this will get, to to be very clear. Let me make see if this makes sense to you. This is what I'm doing. I am removing the entire fence. I've got the fence on th on the right, left, and back. I'm removing the entire fence, and I'm just putting it on the right and the left because the neighbor has one on the back. It's nice and clean. I'm just going to put a fence on the right and the left. Use his as my back fence. That's all I'm doing. Okay. Okay? So he has to remove the entire fence, put a fence on the right and the left side. That's it. That's all I want. Okay. Okay, cool. He's like, oh, there's this little extra piece of fence in the front. He's like, oh, he's like, get that extra piece of fence. Now, I'm going to start speaking really fast. This is intentional. Oh, you got that extra piece of fence at the front? You want me to remove that too? I was like, yeah, you can remove that, but I don't need it to be replaced. He goes, okay, cool. I'll remove that too. Uh, then you just want to remove all the sides. You want to remove the back. You only want to replace the right and the left. I was like, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to measure. I'm going to measure from the front. I'm going to measure from the house. I'm going to go from the house to the back of the, to the, back of the yard. I'm going to measure the right, the left, and then I'm going to add them up together. I'll give you the price. Cool. So he's like, I'm measuring the right side of the house. I'm measuring right. He starts walking out. Wow! That's a big tree. <laughs> you can fit three, four. Three, four guys. You put four guys behind that tree. Wouldn't even see them. Wouldn't even see them. <laughs> I was like, "What is happening?" You ever see those videos? The videos where the guys they line up, they line up, they link hands, they go around the tree. Four guys to get around that tree. <laughs> I was like, "What is happening right now?" And then he's so he measures the right, he measures the left. Then he starts measuring the back, and he goes, "Okay, you're gonna do the right, you're gonna do the left." And so he adds it up, and he adds the back. Goes, oh, you're not getting the back. You're not getting the back. You're not getting the back. He adds the right. He adds the left. He removes something about the front because he added too much to the front. Adds the back again. Ah, oh, you're not getting the back. You're not getting the back. You're not getting the back. And I was like, what is, what is going on? <laughs> At the end of the day, the estimate was $3,400 for a vinyl, for two vinyl, and it wasn't that bad, like, for vinyl fencing, which is not what I will actually want anyway, but it was <laughs> for vinyl fencing, and I was like, uh, thank you. And then he, to give me the estimate, he brought me back to the car, sat in the car, tried to, tried to do math for, for a while to get me to that number. I'm not confident that it was a good estimate because I don't know. He kept going six and six. That's eight and ten. And, <laughs> and I was like, what? no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not at all. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what's happening here. And so he's writing it out, and he goes, and you're gonna get the free gate, and we're gonna remove all the stuff for free. I was like, the things you're saying at the end there sound fantastic. I'm a, I'm a big fan of those things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, those sound great. And he's like, then he proceeds to talk to me for twenty minutes about boxing. Oh, I thought it was gonna be the tree again. The Marines and China. Oh, okay. I do not know how we switch topics. I do know that we switch topics multiple times. That is a odd collection of things. I don't know what was going on. I it was it was just the most absurd experience. Now, mind you, this whole time he's got a his his protege that helps him. Uh, who holds the tape measure while he runs across the lawn <laughs> to the other side to measure? Oh, uh, I've got it. He, he's on cocaine. Yeah, so <laughs> maybe. So he's this guy's helping him now. He's sitting in his car talking to me about this stuff out the window while he's writing up the estimate. The other guy has a little itty bitty living space, and that is right in the back right seat of the car. And the reason why he only has this little space in the back right seat of the car is the entire rest of the car is covered in garbage. Nice. Not random stuff. Actual garbage. Like garbage bags? Garbage bag. McDonald's wrappers. Random empty cups from Wawa. <laughs> it was... It, it was... Dis 
disgusting. And the whole time that he's giving me this 20-minute spiel about boxing China and... What was the other thing? Marines. And the Marines. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. And the Marines. The other... The kid is, like, looking in the rearview mirror, popping his pimples. It was just the whole... It was a very uncomfortable... I was like, please, for the love of God... Oh, and this is, the, this is how he ends it. He finishes the estimate. He, in a drastic motion, rips the estimate off the clipboard and hands it to me and goes, so you want to do it? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I will get back to you. And then when he left, I was like, I am never calling them. <laughs> uh, needless to say, I also did this thing where you can, in Home Depot, there's like the pro services. You can be like, hey, I want to get this thing done. Okay, cool. We'll set you up with some contractors and they'll contact you to give you estimates. Great. Yeah. Did that five days ago. <laughs> I've not gotten a single reach out. Oh, really? Did it at we, Lowe's? We've, we've done that before, and it's. I think that we've. That's how part of how we've gotten some of the work done. Did it at Lowe's too? No response. No, no one called or reached out. Went back to Lowe's, and I was like, "Hey, I want to get a fence replaced. Who do I talk to?" They go, "You got to talk to the guy outside." I went to the guy outside. Hey, I want to get a fence replaced. They sent me out here. What do I need to do? You got to talk to the guy inside. I was like, ah. I'm leaving. And I <laughs> they just walked out of Lowe's. So you will be helping me replace the fence. <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling that this is where the, uh, that's where this anyway, is going to go. The tree. Ugh, the tree. No, nah, the tree, get someone to do. The long, oh, long, long story short with the tree. I uh, got one estimate. It was, we have two gigantic trees in the back. It was 850 bucks. I was like, okay, I think that's fair. I'm going to get a few more. The next estimate... <laughs> was seventeen hundred dollars and i was like this i'm going with the other guy right, so well can, uh, doing very quick math here you sure it was an 850 a tree yes absolutely because they, they, they times two the is 1700 i'm aware they gave me the well the one guy the one that gave me the 1700 dollar one was like it's 800 for your side and 700 for the neighbor's side which you're not responsible for this is what he told me oh nice like, what are you what Oh, sorry, nine fifty for your side, seven something for the for the guy next. It's like, what are you? Seven fifty. What are you doing? You're telling me that I don't need to do it. Why are you giving? And also, why is it that much? <laughs> it's <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, I don't fuck with living things like that. We just had someone come do like our whole land, like oh my god, pr- prune like our whole like landscaping in front of the house because it was like taking over the house. Um, I don't I don't mess with that shit. I will build stuff. I will sure. dig stuff, whatever. The, um, the craziest thing is, though, like, I, I'm willing to pay you to replace the fence. You just have to get back to me. I, I'm, I'm here to give you my money to do this. <laughs> it's funny how many businesses get that part of it wrong. Uh, oh we, we've God. dealt with that some, too, up here. What a disaster. That was it. That was story time. That's also ready? part of the reason. That's also part of the reason why we just built the stuff ourselves, because Fair, yeah, just dealing yeah. with that sometimes is more sure. of a hassle than dealing with paying the money. Well, it was also like this. This whole journey started a month ago, and I was like, "I'm going to see if possible." I realize it's mu- it's not likely, but if possible, I would like to get it done before the fourth. I'm having my dad's family over and Kim's family over, and that's like thirty plus people. Well, that for damn sure isn't going to happen, and it's not going to happen. So it's fine. I'm I'm fine. I've given up on that piece. We'll... As opposed to when my dad says we're going to get this done by Memorial Day, and then he takes off for two straight weeks, and yeah. me and him work for two straight weeks. Exactly. That's what I'm going to do to you. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, anyway, that, whatever. It's ridiculous. It's, you just yeah, literally trying to, oh, and in the middle of all this, my air conditioner just went. Oh, yeah. Like, God <laughs> I damn it. Uh, they were very nice about that, though. They helped me with that. It was, it was great. Uh, 
Anyway, shall we get into our flick of the week? Yeah, why not? Toy Story 4. Uh, this is... I don't remember when the last one came out. When Wait, this was? is a movie podcast? <laughs> when did it? Yeah, when did th- three came out when? 2010. 2010. So it's been nine... Holy shit. They've been getting like progressively longer between each one nine like, years the first one was like seven years and then eight years and then nine years there you go that's crazy 2010 came out when i uh 2010 came out toy story 3 came out when i started dating kim oh nice that's crazy anyway toy story 4 when a new toy called forky joins woody and the gang a road trip alongside old and new friends reveals how big the world can be for a toy that's the IMDb synopsis. Movies rated G. Uh, I'm gonna argue with that, and we'll get into that in post-spoiler territories. Uh, <laughs> really? Uh, yes, but well, it's not, not that bad of a thing. Is it just for it's nightmare just, material? I think it's it's for yeah, it is straight up for nightmare material. It's it's, it's a little it's rated PG rated PG for Benson. It one hundred percent. That is exactly. That's one gone. of my like five. Notes. Even his creepy ass name. <laughs> Benson is straight fucking uncut nightmare fuel. Yeah, absolutely. He is a goosebumps novel. And I love how at, it, it only took ninety eight percent of the movie finally for Forky to say, "Oh, he's terrifying." Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, which was so good. I was like, "Thanks, man. I've been thinking that for two thirds of this movie." When he finally, because everybody's thinking that when he finally said that, all the adults in the theater were hysterical. Yeah, such a great delivery. Now, no, before, we get into, before we get into ter- uh, post. Spoiler territory. Let's give, giving the quick rundown of things. I just don't understand why these movies are so good. I don't know if you agree or disagree with me on this. The feeling that I get watching these movies, all of them, just this overwhelming. You didn't ask me for my, you didn't ask me for my tweet length review. For which oh, you're gonna give it to me? I actually you have it? planned ahead for one. Okay, well, hang on. I'll, I'll get to this. So I'll, I'm just giving you my. my well, we usually rundown. do that right after the synopsis. The, so. the music of these movies and the feeling that I get from them there's a certain there's a certain chill I get watching these movies a certain comfort and just uh, feeling like a kid oh it, it's almost like a warm hug I don't know what it is about Toy Story like but trash. I absolutely adore it it's like trash it's exactly <laughs> that was, was literally the line you, of the movie <laughs> I was gonna call you trash in the beginning of the episode that was literally uh, the line of the movie it's like a warm so hug good. oh like, like trash. trash yeah yes no <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I just, I love it so much. I think that it is, if you are even remotely a fan of Toy Story, it is 100% worth your watch. Now, give me your tweet length review. I'm sorry, I'm just caught up on the trash thing, how perfectly like they, they found a way to keep getting that joke in. Oh, and it absolutely. was funny every time. And it could have gotten tired. It wasn't. It, it was funny no. every time. Um, my tweet length review is that this movie is wholly unnecessary, and yet somehow not gratuitous at all. Um, yep. They can totally nail Toy Story in their sleep. Yeah, I don't understand that. I, it, there's, they have to be so good at what they do writing this thing because they can do it in their sleep. Every one that has ended, you could be like, "What a great way to end this completely!" And then they make another one. And then they make another one. And I'm gonna tell you, I was, I was an emotional wreck at the end of Toy Story Three. <laughs> yeah, I remember everyone saying that to be the case for them, and I, I didn't experience it quite that way. Um, for Did you always know there was a four? No, no, no. I I didn't see three right when it came out, but I saw it like a year or two later. Um, I mean, it was good. I, I didn't quite get the hype. I mean, like it was. It was the. It wasn't that the that it was. It wasn't better that one. 
it still remains the best in my opinion. Uh, I actually the, I don't think that's the consensus. I think most people view two or three as the best one. That's that's fine. Three is and great. certainly the end the best was like everyone went like nuts over the ending and like how emotional and this and that and like it, it, was, it was. But I, I don't it know. It was the incinerator and not knowing what was going to happen and somehow believing that they might actually do this. I don't know how they pulled that off. It was a it's a goddamn kids movie. I uh, guess that was the case, but I actually. Well, we'll get to spoilers. We'll get yeah. after the spoilers with this. For but a with w- the incinerator in three, it was just that juxtaposed with the fact that the movie theater was two degrees. <laughs> it was so cold. It's one of those random things that Kim and I bond and remember forever. Is just how cold, frigid that movie theater was. It was in the summer. We were dressed for summer weather, and it was. It, it had to be in, like, the 40s somehow in that movie. It was ridiculous. I was shivering, and with the incinerator scene going and me shivering, my brain was about to explode. I actually like a cold movie theater. I like a cool movie theater. I like cold movie theater. But, uh, anyway, if you, if you like Toy Story, if you like these characters at all, it is 100% worth seeing. You're not even waiting for us to tell you that. Totally worth it. With that being said... There's, I don't even want to talk about this movie without like having to beat around the bush. So we're going to be in post-spoiler territory from here on out. Okay. Okay? Okay. Well, let me finish my thought then Go on, on what I was saying. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I thought the moment when Buzz tells Woody that it's okay to go was the most emotional moment of all of them. That was actually the one that got me the most of any of it. I would agree with you. Even more so than than three, because this actually really felt like an end finally. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like Let you said, t- each of the ones before this could have been an end, but it never really felt like the end. I yes, I agree with you, and I had this a feels like wall, the end. I had a fourth wall breaking experience with well, not really. I had like a, almost like a forty experience with this. Uh, there was this little girl sitting next to me with her mom, and. She would belly laugh at the at the most ridiculous things in the movie that it just made me crack up. <laughs> and then at that scene, when he said it's okay, she'll be okay. The little girl, I hear her say to her mom, "Mom, are you crying?" And the mom goes, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> and it was just so sweet. Uh, and that it was in that moment, I, I was I I my eyes welled up. There was no full on. There was no tears, but I I definitely felt it. That it was it was so powerful. Yeah, I loved. I loved it. It was. It, I really enjoyed. It. I, I was actually. I was kind of surprised by the lack of Buzz Lightyear. The, the lack of several characters. Actually. Yeah, but Buzz. Buzz specifically, I expected a little bit more from. But what they did with him and his inner voice was just fantastic. <laughs> well, especially. I mean, how layered that was of like the whole idea of the metaphor of discovering your conscience. It's funny that you know. We've gotten well past him figuring out that he's a toy, right? That was the yes. whole point of the first movie. Uh, and the second and third was about him embracing it, or the accepting it and then embracing it, right? Yeah. Um, for him to still not get the point of a conscience and still continue to want to go back to the well of these things are giving me some sort of thing and yes. how it became that became fourth wall breaking, right? Where at the end he's asking so for good. help and just keeps telling him, go home. Yeah. Return the story. <laughs> Thanks for nothing, voice. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's so funny. I, you know what I loved about this? I, this is uh, there's a number of things that made it really feel like a finale, and that was it was the the parting ways of Buddy and 
Um, you mean Andy? What did I, of Buzz is what I was trying to oh. say, not Buddy. Of Buzz and Woody, like them parting ways is what makes it feel very much yes. like a finale. Also that and the the well-placed jumping the shark moments of actually communicating with the humans. Oh, when he when he's no, oh, you forgot your backpack. Your bag's <laughs> on the store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Well, that, it's funny because this is the, the first. This is the first. Oh, well, I was gonna say this is the first one that felt like they were stretching against the seams of what the rules of the universe yeah, were. Yeah, absolutely. Because they kept having a running gag. The running gag of Forky trying to throw himself in the trash. Oh my. God. There was one point that went that Family Guy. They did that so long that it became funny again. And Kim out loud goes, "He's so annoying." <laughs> I I couldn't be annoyed because it's the Tony Hale is so uh, perfectly cast in this, in this role. There's literally no one else who could have done the, nailed this role the way he did. Um, and to a lesser extent, Keanu Reeves is Duke Kaboom as well. Oh my God, uh, the two of them's were. The two of them were pitch perfect casting for this movie, but obviously Tony Hale got more run as Forky. Um, but d- the whole thing with Woody watching Forky and continually trying to sneak past, like they took the whole toys being toys when the people aren't watching them thing to a whole new level in this. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. To the point where they didn't break the rules, but they really stretched at the seams of it. And then they kind of massaged the rules enough where it wasn't a whole sale breaking. But the whole thing with Buzz, you know, hitting the button every time the mother looked away. And he's hitting the button, waiting yeah. for a new instruction. And then finally screaming out, you know, your backpack's in the store. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then, like you said, yeah, where he's yanking the brake pedal or the, the oh gas pedal God. while they're trying to brake. Like, Dad's totally going to get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great payoff to that whole joke, obviously, but that again also was kind of breaking, almost breaking the rule of the them yep. only being able to move and do stuff out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But, but I love I love that because Forky is what's driving that a little bit, right? It's almost like he's pushing them to the break by because con- he doesn't know he's a toy, he doesn't get the concept, and like. No, not, doesn't get the concept. Is actively rejecting the concept. Actively rejecting in that. a way so, that Buzz Lightyear didn't even do in the first. Right. One. Right. Because Buzz was like, thought he was a space ranger. This thing knows that he is trash, which yes. I think is really funny. Uh, trash? No, toys. The... <laughs> trash. I've got, I've got three, there were three forky things that had me in stitches. The first was the terrifying thing when he calls Benson terrifying. That was, that yes. was great. The, the other one, <laughs> when, when Woody is walking with him, and he's waddling, 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 dragging him. Waddling, waddling, waddling. <laughs> I, I started, I was trying, I was holding in laughter. And then the little girl next to me belly laughs at it. And then I was hysterical. <laughs> Carry me. No. Is it waddle, 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 yeah, And then he's carrying him. When he's carrying him after all, when they, when they cut ahead and he's telling him the story and Woody's holding on to him. It was so adorable. And then at the very end when he meets Knifey. And he goes, I'm here to answer all of your questions. How am I alive? I don't know. Wait, what is this? Oh, was this in a post-credit? I didn't stay for the credits. Oh, you didn't see? Okay, the, the very, very I was end. operating on a tight schedule today. A knife. <laughs> she makes knifey when she goes into first grade. Of course. A knife character in a dress. And she's freaking out. And Forky goes, it's okay. I'm here to explain everything to you. And she goes, 
how am I alive? And he goes, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so funny. What a great addition. The, just the way that they evolved from just the first joke, trash. <laughs> to, trash. <laughs> I'm trash! As he's running <laughs> to the trash. To, yeah. I don't want to be a toy! I'm trash! <laughs> to then him trying to find common ground with Forky. And him... Yep. <laughs> he's, you know... She, she, you know, you're a toy. You're like... A, you're her safety blanket. You're like a warm hug. Oh, like trash. No, yes. No! Uh, yeah. <laughs> listen, that's, oh. that's what I am. I'm her toy. I am the thing that... Makes her comfortable and feel warm and comfortable. Oh, you're her trash. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he just submits to it. Uh, two more new characters that I adored. Bunny and Ducky. Ducky and Bunny. <laughs> Key and Peel just being Key and Peel in the movie was just a fantastic idea. Oh, I don't absolutely. know who came up with it. And then joining them at the hand with a stitch. Yes. Brilliant. <laughs> Especially in the scene when they all like crash and Bunny is under the box. And, oh my god! He's, he's looking at the fluff yeah. over there. He's, oh yeah. no! <laughs> he yanks him. He's clearly just there under the box. Right, right. You, you are attached to him. <laughs> oh man, it's so it's so silly when they the the it's three just scenarios. The, it's, just, it's just the one scene with the three scenarios. Yeah, the three scenarios. That's it's so amazing of them just attacking this old lady to get the key. Uh, no. Oh, okay. How about winner, winner, chicken dinner? Yeah. And it's the, it's the exact same thing with a slight distraction. Yep. <laughs> and then they go on the next one, and they go on this long... With oh the with the, with the the nearly fourth wall breaking thing where they break into the thing. Oh, are you going to let us finish? Yeah. And then they go on, and it's still the same. Oh, my God. When they... When they that scene, it's... First, they, they bring the old lady to go... She drives home. They, that was Again, that was a very family guy style delivery. She goes home... She makes dinner, she sits in the bathtub, she's drinking her wine, she goes to bed, and then the two of them slowly rise up <laughs> behind her. And it's, it, that's, it's terrifying. Yes. And then you hear the screams, because they cut out to the outside of the house, and they do the screams, which I'm pretty sure is just a nod to being outside of the house and us, regardless. <laughs> also, I'm, in the moment that they, they pivot from them rising up above her while she's asleep to outside of the thing... I know, especially in the moment after I had the thought, that there's no way in hell they would have ever done this. Mm-hmm. They go to her screaming, right? Mm-hmm. In my mind, you know there's a sound that's going to happen. I assumed it was going to be the sound of her smother- being smothered to death. Oh my god. <laughs> and that would have gotten you the R rating you were looking for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. And after she screamed, it was like, oh yeah, of course, they weren't going to actually smother her. Which, the, <laughs> which reminds other- me of, oh my god, you're not a big... Kim was a, a Scrubs fan, right? You didn't watch yeah, it? Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. That is on my list, though. That's one that you need to move to the top of the queue. After you're done with wasting your time with The Office, watch that. Okay. That's <laughs> No, that's the one, like, when I talk about, like, like the all-time comedies, that's the one. Okay. That's the one that, even above Parks and Rec, and I love Parks and Rec. Oh, oh, that's high praise from you. I love Parks and Rec, and I still love Scrubs just a little bit more. There's one where... JD is, you know, Zach Brown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm familiar with the characters. Okay. Um, he's talking to these two parents, and for what I don't remember what the situation was with their kid being sick, but he was forced to go through the process of asking them to make sure that 
it's not a Munchausen by syndrome by proxy syndrome situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he asks, I have. He goes, I have to ask. Is there any chance that there's anything you've done or whatever, or something along those lines? He goes, she goes, what? He goes, I'm sorry, I have to ask. It's a thing called Munchausen's by proxy, in which the parents of a kid intentionally harm their child to get attention, and the mother goes, who would do such a disgusting thing? And he goes, and I forget how it turns into him deciding that he should do PSAs about. Munchausen's by proxy. You remember the old things like in the 90s? The commercials where they would do it? And they shoot it exactly in that style. And it's perfect because the show aired on NBC, which is where they used to do those. Oh my god. And he, he walks into the room and... You know, Hi. The, yes, I'm exactly. So. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm and, here to tell you about Munchausen's Yes, exactly. And the, the, light, the light is like... It's like overexposed shot. As oh like yeah. The light is like down the hallway and he goes... He goes... You had a long day at work. <laughs> he, goes, he, goes, he goes, you come home, take your jacket off, put your briefcase down, pour yourself a glass of wine, smother your child. It's all fun, right? <laughs> he goes, it's all fun. It's, it's all, you know, fun, easy way to wind down. No, it's not. Don't smother your child. <laughs> oh my like, God. The more you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. They uh, play the music and everything. That's amazing. Uh, the, <laughs> back, back to Ducky and Bunny. I wasn't sure. This wasn't. A, I don't think this was a post-credit scene, but the laser eyes. What well, it might have been. That's a post-credit scene, I think. Okay, so at the end, I think it's like a mid-credit scene, but they are there. Woody and Bo and uh, Bunny and Ducky are working, and Kaboom, uh, are working in uh, in like the uh, the game where that where that one like uh, carnival worker has the headphones on. He's not paying attention yeah. to anything. And it's it's that same shooting game, and what they keep doing is every time a kid shoots, they're they're taking they're just punching one of the things and making it ding, and they're throwing the kid a toy. They're freeing all the toys. It's great, <laughs> and uh, they do that, and they go like, "What's what's next?" And then you see Ducky and Bunny getting Bunny starts shooting lasers out of his eyes, and he gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and they just start destroying everything. Oh my god. <laughs> That's kind of that's kind of perfect because I pictured at the end when Woody joined them because I it's, it looked like they were gonna do a thing where maybe they would exchange like either Duke or Ducky and Bunny to join the group with Bonnie yeah. in place of Woody. I assumed that was especially especially um, Ducky and Bunny when we first meet them. You know, you promised us we were gonna get a kid, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Duke doing his whole thing with I never even really caught what the name that he was doing in such that French pronunciation. I don't even know what the name of that kid was supposed to be. Um, so I assumed that one of them was going to be in it, but at the end, it seems like they're all going to join up together. I was like, oh, they're creating this like cabal of toys that's going to like connect kids with their new toy, or vice versa, connect toys with kids, you know what I mean? Yep, yep. So that's perfect that they end up doing that uh, in like a post It's so scene. It is so great the way they do it. So, yeah, so they go, what's next? And they become these gigantic bunnies they shoot lasers out of, his eye, out of their eyes. And uh, they're destroying the entire town. And then they, they do, like, the quick cut back. And it's just the two of them acting it out. And they're going, pew, 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 pew. <laughs> it's it's, doing... it's basically them doing the valet sketch. <laughs> and then uh, Duke goes, can you really shoot lasers out of your eyes? And Bunny goes, yeah. <laughs> Duke Kaboom goes, whoa. <laughs> anyway, so after, then Woody's like, or... We can go give away more toys. <laughs> and they go, they go to do that, and the uh, 
the carnival worker that was had his headphones on, who is Bill Hader. Uh, is, oh, was it? I didn't even realize, because yeah. he only had one line. I know. But he's, so he's sitting there, and he turns around, and he's, you know, he goes to clean up, and he looks back at the stand, and they oh, just all of the toys are gone. <laughs> There was actually a there was actually a deep roster of there, yeah, people there who, was people who had like one line and I didn't even pick up on them because they had well two things one it was driving me fucking furious I couldn't place who was voicing Gabby Gabby I was like I uh, know I know that goddamn voice and I can't figure out who it is and I refused I've been trying to be better I refused to take out my phone and look yeah. it up during the movie I appreciate I usually would you. do that um I I don't always succeed but um I know it drives you nuts even when you're not in the movie with me. Um, but, uh, I was, because there was a bunch of other people who they added who was, like, obviously, like, I knew that was Keanu Reeves, I knew that was Key and Peele, although that one I knew ahead of time. Um, the very first word that the Triceratops Trixie said I knew was Kristen Schaal because she's got an incredibly recognizable voice and she's done a million voice acting things. Um, but there was, I looked, I was looking it up after I saw it. I didn't realize that Combat Carl's was Carl Weathers. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Also, uh, how about how about Combat Carl's with the one getting the one to- guy oh. who couldn't get the high five? Oh my god, that's the other thing that you missed. There was a the very very post credit scene where not only did all of the credits roll, the Disney logo rolled, and then the Pixar logo came back up, and Duke Kaboom comes flying in, hops on the eye, does all his poses as he bounces down the eye. Combat Carl walks in with his hands still up in the air. Duke Kaboom gives him the high five. So good. <laughs> that that so poor good. guy in the uh, the Arctic gear, like we couldn't get his high five. Oh, it was so depressing. I know. I was like, oh, that poor guy. Time. He just wants to be a part of it, man. The first time they do it, it's very subtle and it's quick, and he puts his hand down. The second time, you see the disappointment on the little character's face. Uh, and then when he gets that high five at the end. But there was cool. there was a deep roster. Jeff Garland was Buttercup, who I think yeah. was the Psycho Horse. Is that the one? Psycho the horse, horse. That was pulling the the one that was pulling the gas. Was that not a horse? It was weird. Color. The I'm one trying who kept to... trying to get the father arrested. Oh, is that who that was? I think is that, that was it. Okay, that, I think you might be right. Um, there was, uh, was Mel Brooks. Was Melifant Brooks? Uh, yeah, I got that. I saw that too. But who? I don't remember Melifant Brooks. I think all of these were the things inside the arcade game. Because Carol Burnett was Carol, Carol yeah, Burnett. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Betty White was Bitey White. Bitey, yep. Carl Reiner was called Rhinoceros. Bill Hader was Axel the Carney, which I he had one line. I don't know. Patricia Arquette's Harmony's mom. Timothy Dalton was Mister Pricklepants. That was another one that like the voice sounded familiar, but he only had like three lines, so I didn't have enough yeah. time to really try and figure it out. Um, there was maybe one other person I don't remember, but yeah, I was like, oh wow, there's like. Ten people here who are like super famous who had like one or less lines in the movie. Like, Carl even recognize Carl Rhinoceros. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there was one. Uh, so we're well, not like a. This is you know an old school one, but um, Rex is, is inconceivable. He's uh, <laughs> one. The one line that I absolutely love from Re- he doesn't have Rex doesn't have many lines in this movie, but when he when goes, he sees Forky. Oh, I'm being attacked by panic. <laughs> oh no, I didn't. I didn't even catch that one. The one, the one that I thought was great was when they first unveil Forky, uh-huh. and he goes, "His arms are so long." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. I love it. I really, I really had a good time with this movie. But I think Tony Hale is where it really shines. Uh, 
Now, the whole voice box thing was like really dark and creepy, but ended up having like a really sweet concept. Yes. And the the antihero and the hero coming together at the end and you know and, and finding her a companion it was just so sweet yes it's just it's so charming oh, well so sweet after a fucking gut punch of oh yeah harmony turning her down i was not Ooh, prepared for that i wasn't either when she throws her in the bucket i was like Are that they, was before dark. she did it i was like is she gonna throw her aside and then when she throws her in the bucket it was somehow so much worse oh yeah and uh, like, like, and like, Woody goes to find her, and she's clearly just like askance, like on her side, like not looking at him. Like, I was like, oh, geez, like that was, that was hardcore, man. Like, I, yeah, that was yeah. that's the type of shit where like, like, in a different movie, like that's how like someone like snaps, like that's how Carrie like snaps in right. a Stephen King movie. You know what I mean? Like, that's how like a school shooter happens. Like, that's not mm. that was not okay. <laughs> but then, but then. The way they made that work out, where they get her, the the lost girl finds her, and when she like, I'll be your best friend, or like, I'm your best friend, whatever it is, like, it was just so adorable. It's the movie is too adorable at times. That that uh, actually it was another scene that like you were talking about, like, oh, like that kind of gets you a bit, like, yeah. this this girl is terrified, like she's lost, she's crying, she finds this doll, and she's, do you want to be my best friend or whatever it is, and it's like that gives her the courage to go strike out and find she finds a police officer to help her, like, yeah, it's like man, like. So good. That was uh, right in the feels. One of the great new character reveals was Giggle McDimples. <laughs> great name. Uh, opening up the Polly Pocket style toy and having her say, I'll be down in a minute, and then run down the little steps, get into the car, loop around the track, <laughs> and then exit the door. I, don't, I was floored. Perfection. <laughs> it was so funny. Per- perfection. <laughs> so, and, and so perfectly animated. Yes. Uh, it was It was great. I like that. that also, she was doing like the good cop, bad cop thing from the Lego movie where she was like sliding her glasses on and off. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And uh, now, Bo. So, oh my God. I f- completely forgot about Forky calling her. So good. That was a great character. Uh, the broken arm slapstick humor. Hysterical. Oh, that was good. Yes. Thank you for that. That was wonderful. Uh, I got these vibes of like um, Michelle Pfeiffer lost in the quantum realm, <laughs> like finding her in there, and like the way that she's like navigating like the darkness of. <laughs> of the antique shop it was like a really cool like, like flying around flying around in her skunk mobile yeah it was it was awesome like come with also, me if you want to live yeah she, yeah why she didn't say that at one point is beyond me <laughs> also no, another great line you have six eyes how are you so bad at driving right. <laughs> <laughs> oh how about how about the fact that those sheep bit benson's ass and, and didn't let go for like four hours oh so good you all right could, guys release nobody crash <laughs> like you uh, it was it was so it was so good. Oh I, went, oh, I completely forgot to go back to how they actually got the key after they went through the whole funny. <laughs> the fact that the key is dropped right in front of them is just chef's kiss. How did you guys get it? Oh, it was really difficult. So <laughs> dangerous. Uh. <laughs> oh man, it's, what a blast! And I love the way they, the way they put the Bo Peep story in to bring to. To give you a hint of what happens to a character and bring her back into the fold 
and then the relationship between her and Woody. It was just it yeah, was so she, adorable. She wasn't in three at all, right? I don't think so. Yeah. So they had to do that whole like cold open with like that. Yeah, like what happened too. here? The, bringing Andy, like letting us see Andy again. I think that was a really cool way to another another like perfect note being like strung like the like we're we're gonna loop it all back get you some nostalgia from the original movie like recreate andy in the world like i that was great also it was it's funny because they they found a way to hit at a different thing with each movie right the first one is oh the experience Mm. of being a kid and having the toys the second one was you know the kid getting older and putting the toy aside and then it's being so old that the toys are going to go into storage and it's time to re you know get them a new home or whatever right and this one when you consider it's 24 years since the first one came out um how much of it so insane how much of it parallels the kids who literally grew up watching this are now probably young parents yep youngish parents whatever um and the whole first act of the movie is woody parenting a baby yeah. slash toddler, right? Where he's he can't he can't he doesn't get to sleep normal hours. He's chasing the toddler around. He's it, trying they, to it, get into trouble, like all that stuff. Disney Pixar really is magic. The fact that they can, the way they can do that stuff, the way they can pull those things in and really make them work, and make them work on levels that you, you're only bringing them up after the fact, and you're really when you're really like digesting it, it's incredible. It is incredible what they can do. Yeah. Oh my god. What a, it's it's so fantastic. I'm curious. Uh, we haven't we haven't heard from Brian since you've seen it. He was didn't seem to be fully on board with this, and I'm I'm. It's funny because he was texting here. us earlier while we were recording, and I was like, "Yeah, we're um, we're not ignoring you. We are recording actively live yeah. right now." <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, um, I don't. I mean, I liked it. Um, the first two, I really loved. Uh, admittedly, they came out when I was quite young the and still age, fairly probably. young mm-hmm. um the third one i just didn't connect to i only saw one time but even i think the way i walked out of that one is compared to this one i think that i connected to this one a little bit more for whatever reason um and i know that a lot of like it seems that this one's been getting lesser regard than the other three from what i've been tracking online i think i uh, might be a one four three two okay or a um, one four two three i'm not really sure i really like the ending of three yeah, I um, watch them though. They are all being re-released in 4K, which is exciting to me. <laughs> um, I don't own them. It's funny because the majority of the times that I've seen the first one were on VHS for sure. So oh, absolutely. Um, and that actually brings me up to one other thing that we haven't really discussed that I th- think is incredible. Um, when you consider how groundbreaking the first one was, that was really the first thing that put Pixar on the map, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and how computery it yep. looks. Thinking back now. Oh my god, the rain in the open? I almost, I was like, we're in the wrong theater. <laughs> this is not the movie that we're here to see. Needs to be in the, Aside needs... from the fact that I just saw a bunch of G-rated previews, this is clearly the wrong movie. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be in Dolby Atmos for that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> um, it's incredible how expressive these toys are, oh made god. in the year 2019. Yeah. I mean, they look more... They look better and more realistic than the people do. Like, yep. at times while you're watching what's going on at the, the level of the toys, you almost can't even tell they're doing it full CGI anymore, how yeah. excellent they're doing. It's wild. 
It is wild. Even the motion of Forky, I think, is incredible. I think. Well, that was cool. that was actually the only thing that I felt wasn't supernatural. Oh, really? But I think, but I think it was done on purpose. If you watch the facial animations, they look like they had. They look like they had. Um, what's it called? Like um, frames pulled on purpose because of how simplistic the toy is compared to yeah. these other very expressive, real quote unquote real toys, right? That look mm-hmm. almost like real creatures. Yeah. I think it was done on purpose that the way the mouth moves, it looks very pic- not pixelated, but it looks it's like claymation. Yeah, like claymation, like stop motion, yeah. um, like as if they pulled frames from it. I like whenever I think of that sort of thing, I always think of the uh, Family Guy with uh, when Peter forgets how to sit down and he's just I in the couch. Love that! It's my favorite. Kid. It's the best cutaway in that the history of the show. Um, there's a million excellent ones, and that's that is. I don't want to hear argument. It's the best one. Absolutely. And they very obviously pulled frames in it because he's just in the couch. Oh yeah. Um, and Brilliant. that was to a certain extent how I felt watching the the facial expressions, not the movement of the whole body. Because you're right, I think that the movement was pretty good with him trying to like hobble around on his little little stick legs, right? And then getting um, dragged. Yeah, <laughs> getting dragged. And even some of the movement with some of the movement with the arm, like where when um, when Gabby Gabby's reading the book about the tea party. And he puts her his hand over her, like that was like, it's felt a little bit unnatural. But I think it was mm-hmm. done in per- on purpose to show is like okay, it's a curled a pipe cleaner hand moving on top yeah. of this expressive doll hand, right? Yeah. Um, as opposed, or but there was a couple scenes like where where they did some visual gags with his arms like sliding up and down his uh, body. So that, good. That felt more organic. Oh, when Benson fixes him. When and Benson fixes his arms. Ooh, like, oh, that's thank that feels you. great. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, it's funny cause uh, how expressive and how incredible, like watching Woody's face or Buzz's face, um, or the fact that they apply the sheen to Bo Peep's face to show that she's made a ceramic. Oh my God. Um, those incredible. sort of differentiating marks I think were really incredible as opposed to the way that they purposely kind of make Forky's face retro because it's literally a bit of like rubber, like, or, uh, like, um, what the hell is that stuff? The... Like the rubber plat, like plaster stuff, whatever, like that, mm-hmm. that you can like roll up and mold and shape. That's yeah. like moving around on his face. It's supposed to me look specifically lo- low tech because it is low tech. It's right. a, it's a spork. Oh also, it's a little upsetting to me that his name isn't Sporky. That's uh, good point. Uh, but she's a she's a sweet little innocent child. Uh, so the porcelain Bo Peep. Uh, when the sheep were Fell? falling. My heart stopped. And they clink and a little piece of them breaks off the way that porcelain does when it falls. There was an audible, throughout the theater, there was an audible, <gasps> it was, wow, like we are, we are all ridiculous right now. And it's so sweet. Also, speaking of the, of the sheep, the flex of Duke Kaboom knowing all the sheep's name and Woody going, oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh, my girls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was great. Oh, I missed you guys. They're girls. Oh, Bob. Gary, <laughs> <laughs> Billy, oh Goat, and Gruff. <laughs> so good, oh, man. I, I really I enjoyed this movie tremendously. What is he doing? He's hitting his poses. <laughs> uh, you'll have to. You'll have. Oh, to that look. was the other one I missed in the IMDb thing. When I saw it on my phone when I looked earlier, uh, of all the random like names, like famous people voicing things. Do you know who voiced the Duke Kaboom commercial? 
Oh, I think I looked it up afterwards. I can't remember who it was. It's Flea from the Red Hot Flea. Chili Peppers. Flea, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> like, I would so, never would have guessed that. So ridiculous. Absurd. Man. That, actually, as far as, like, a gratuitous, like, backstory interjected into the middle of the story, yep. the Duke Kaboom origin story is fucking incredible. I can do it with my eyes closed. Wait, what, what is he doing? <laughs> oh, that payoff, too, is Oh, phenomenal. my God. When he does the jump... I assumed he got... He was imploded, like... Uh, like no, when... I thought he got decapitated. No, well, no, I just assumed his whole body was just going to bust into a million pieces. Oh, okay, yeah. But when he hits it, and yeah. the light breaks, I was like, oh. Kim went, oh my god. Well, that's what it was. <laughs> there, there's a little, like, a, there's a clink, and a, like, a busting, and I was like, oh god, his whole body is just... Yep. Like, yeah, it's like, over. It's Duke's just dead. done. And, like, he, like, gets up, like, pretty... Also, again, even though it's a recurring joke, and, like, it was funnier every time, yes, I, Canada. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. <laughs> Uh, it, it was, was a commercial. I, it wasn't was, real. It was a commercial. <laughs> if he said cans at one point in this movie, Toy Story 4 would be my favorite movie of all time. He was so perfect for that. Uh, it was. Listen, he, anyone can make was, a jump like that, but only you. It, <laughs> only I can crash. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the the spoon isn't real. <laughs> right. Or no spoon. I can do kung fu. <laughs> oh, 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 I love it so much, Ducky. Yo, Ducky. It's <laughs> uh, so good. Anything else? Uh, I don't think so. Pretty much there. That's all for this week's episode of Flicks in the Six. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, if you have a movie for us to review or nuggets for us to discuss, you can send those requests to Flicks in the Six at spinchune.com or tweet us at the Spinchune with the hashtag FLI Six. Tune in next week for more movie and beer goodness. Until then, I'm Anthony Costanzo. Trash? Thanks for <laughs> coming out. Yeah.